Ladies and gentlemen, to the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Zach Hutner. He is the bass player for Greenacre Sessions. He also is my bandmate and my pal. And he invited me into his workshop of wonders where he invents his life. Anyways, go to iTunes and subscribe. You can uh, leave a comment and rate us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts or SoundCloud, whatever. You can write the show at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. You can also um, uh, um, uh, follow me on Instagram. I'm sorry, I had a brain fart. I'm also very, um, very stoned and exhausted. So please excuse me. Oh, man, I hear Bishop out there causing trouble. So I'm going to make this short and sweet because I'm on my own tonight <laughs> in Casa de uh, EP. I'm also rubbing my hands together if you can't hear that. If there isn't enough background noise on this podcast already, here's my hands going back and forth. <laughs> There's always some kind of like background interference. It's driving me nuts. I'm trying to figure it out, folks. Um uh, that that includes this podcast. There's some background noise there. I'm trying to figure out. I just got Logic, and uh, I'm trying to figure out how to use it. I'm trying to figure out how to get these frequencies out of here so they're not so awful. Um, so I'm making the big leap from uh, GarageBand to Logic. And GarageBand works great. But um, Logic just has more uh, options and stuff, to, more more to work with. So I'm learning how to use this shit. Of course, I was using Ableton. I'm still using Ableton to uh, convert my tracks into mono tracks, my stereo to mono tracks. This is all very interesting. I'm sure you guys are very interested in this. Anyways, let's get to Zach. I I'm, I don't want to bore you guys. So let's hear it for Zach Hutner, everybody. <laughs> The singing, um... Do you like singing? No, I don't. I don't really like singing either. I think singing is like, a, um... I think singing is too vulnerable. And, um... And as much shit as I talk and as much as I put out there about myself, I do have, like, a lot of private things and my voice is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, in order to get past that kind of shit, you kind of have to, uh... You kind of have to, like, do it, you know? I so. just I just think I sound like a frog, so... <laughs> I've never been like, and then when you put like a frog behind an amplifier and like you can hear it, it like it echoes and reverberates off like the back wall of some bar. And then I'm just like saying, and I know that's how I really don't sound, but that's how I sound in my head. Maybe I do sound like that. I don't know. I think, I think that people who don't think their voice is good is always going to find a way to like not like it <laughs> like, like no matter what it is you know like i think i sound like 
I, I sound I feel like I sound like a transgender, like like someone transgendering from like a female to a male. Like when I, <laughs> you no, don't. no, and like I don't want to. You don't. You have a very okay. Nice I appreciate voice. I appreciate that, but like when I hear it, I hear like a transgender like trying to you know not trying but like transitioning and nothing against transgenders. Um, beautiful people, we're all God's creatures. Okay, but I think I have like that in between um like manly and womanly voice it's not a very deep voice (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah and uh i have man boobs so i think i have like a little higher estrogen than most okay and also i was a big fat fuck when i was a little kid so do do you still do you drink soy milk i don't i i I don't drink soy because it's disgusting you you don't drink beers you don't drink ipas ipas give you boobs now really they put or what is estrogen in the hops apparently oh they give you boobs somebody will probably write you in and be like that's not how it happens it's like it happens a different way i'm really smart well (laughs) that's how people are too i had a guy write in about the name of the podcast he never heard of the podcast at all he was like how dare you fucking you're supposed to be an english podcast and you're over here using the good in the wrong form this is just outrageous you know like he was so outraged that, that guy name. probably writes black sabbath <laughs> weekly and be like you know sabbaths are not dark times i've been a devout jew my whole life and that's not how sabbath works all right every friday we don't go over to mom's black sabbath <laughs> that'd be cool if mom had a black sabbath mom have a black sabbath <laughs> There you go, Dr. Hutner. Get to it. She's not going to listen to this. <laughs> She's not. She's not going to waste time. She's a doctor. Fuck. She tuned out minutes ago. As <laughs> soon as we start talking. Oh, I'm, I'm joined here with uh, Zach Hutner. And, of course, he is most known as the son of the man who went to college with George R.R. R. Martin. Zach Hutner, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us. Uh, let's get right into it. Okay, so, so I got to clarify that real quick. My dad's not as old as George R.R. R. Martin. My dad used to go to science fiction conventions when George R.R. R. Martin was a science fiction writer oh, in okay. the 60s. Oh. And they became like good enough friends where he calls them Railroad. And I was like, why do you call him Railroad? And he goes, have you ever seen the conductor hat he has on? <laughs> and his name's R.R., so his nickname's Railroad. So if you ever meet George R.R. R. Martin, don't call him, hey, Mr. Martin, say Railroad, and I bet he'll turn around and actually want to talk to you. Oh. There you go. There you all, go. All the Game of Thrones fans are going to like be rejoiced now. <laughs> okay. So um, let's get into it. Um, since you're so close to George Railroad Martin, <laughs> why do you think that they decided not to use uh, reanimated Catelyn uh, after the Red Wedding? Um, why they didn't use her reanimated um, Catelyn character that they did in the book? Why didn't they do that on the TV show? You know, I didn't read the books. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't know. I thought the TV show was a very good TV show. <laughs> Well, I mean, I figured since you're so close to the railroad. <laughs> no, I actually didn't read the books. And if you ask my dad, who knows him, he doesn't read his friend's books. <laughs> so, one time, one time, Jim Hutner, and he's going to hate me for saying this, he was at a science fiction convention in 19, and he walked up to uh, Isaac Asimov, and this is in the 60s, right? Uh-huh. And he said, Mr. Asimov, are any of your stories real? And he said, no, son, they're all made up. <laughs> 
Which it's like when you ask writers about that shit, most of the time they're probably gonna say that, even if it is. Was, I just think he was just a big enough nerd that he was like, "I hope this is real. Fantasy's got to be real somewhere." Yeah, it's cool. I wish it was real too. Yeah, I, well, the fucking human condition is so fucked up. Like reality is so fucked up. There's like science fiction and fantasy is just like such a great escape from that. <laughs> I uh, my friend, she just recommended this book called Hyperion. Hi- Experian? I don't know. It's supposed to be a very popular science fiction book. It takes place over time. There's time jumping us up. Mm-hmm. I've never been like into the, like the super like nerdy science fiction shit. Mm-hmm. And I just sort of actually came to it recent, more recently than not. Starting with, well, actually, I love Kurt Vonnegut. So I guess that's wrong because Kurt Vonnegut gets out there. But uh, yeah, just recently I've started to get more into that. And it's okay sometimes. Like, I love the Game of Thrones books, but, like, ugh, like I don't know. If I would have never seen the show, I would have never went and looked up Game of Thrones, the books, you know, or been yeah. like, oh, this looks like a good read. I want to read a tree trunk of a book uh, for, like, the next two years of my life. So, no, I wouldn't have done that. But the show is so good that I had to go check out the book. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just read mostly these days. I, we were really into comic books growing up. So oh, that nice. was my thing. Me too. That was, that was my thing, all the comic books. Sweet. But these days I just read just base books, as you can see all <laughs> <Base> over <here. laughs> just, just music books. That's the only thing well, I read. We were just talking. What was the saying you said? Because it's very familiar. We were just talking beforehand because we were kind of writing and stuff. Oh, and- good artist copy, great artist steal. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, you hear, like, people like um, like Woody Allen, like, he fucking steals from Shakespeare all the time, and, like, like and like he's considered, like, one of the greatest artists slash child molesters ever. So, like, fucking... Shakespeare steal from, you know? We don't know those guys, but <laughs> exactly. I'm sure that story was pretty good, too. Exactly. Yeah. I like that. Well, I think there are some parallels in some of his, some of his fucking writings, Shakespeare's writing to, like, the Bible and shit, which, which is, like, the... One of the first like fantasy novels that we can go to. I'm sorry, not not the Old Testament, of course. Okay. <laughs> hey man, I've got another saying about that. Like, <laughs> I honestly believe that it's all just like, and you know, I lived in Israel for a little bit. I just don't believe a word of any of these books that people <laughs> have inscribed and translated. So I kind of believe that you know we're in America. Everybody has their own witchcraft. We all have to respect everyone's witchcraft. My witchcraft is called Judaism, and that's fine. <laughs> that's There's okay. nothing wrong with believing in something, even though I know that it's not, you know? It's like, are you going to tell the kid Santa Claus isn't real, but he's still going to get presents? It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I tell my son that it's just a story, because he goes to a Christian uh, preschool. Oh. And I have, like, a weird thing with Start it. Start him young. <laughs> yes, and, like... My wife's just playing right into it. She like it's fucked up because me and my wife like we had like a pretty close ideology at one point where it's like we believe there's something but we don't know so we're not gonna call it white Jesus you know like that like that's where basically sums it up and then all of a sudden we moved to Ohio and our son and now she's praying at every meal and like and I get it. And, and I'm I'm happy that she's teaching my son to be thankful, but I just have my own shit there's, with there's Christianity. Good stuff. There's the morals of course, that of come course. with it. Like I'm not gonna music, say sh- uh, church band. I mean, I played in a I played in a, in the temple band, and we got teamed up with the Baptists. Oh, and they brought in some fire players. Yeah, yeah. And that's like my earliest like playing experience was I got a bass like in, you know, sixth grade to play in the temple band. Nice. And, like, that was. 
like really cool, really spot, really awesome spot to be in. And like, this, there's only one bass player, so that's fun, right? Too. <laughs> yeah. There's like a thousand guitar players. Yeah, they're all cool. lined up. They're all lined up. So that was, I don't know. That's really fun. So I don't know, religion's good for stuff like that. Community. Yeah, I agree. Again, you just it's just witchcraft. You gotta respect it, but you gotta know like. You can't cast spells on me. That doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work. It's like I know that. I know where I sit. This so, is go God. Well, I, I was gonna ask you. So, like, so that's your first introduction to music was was through the church or through yeah. the temple? Excuse me. Yeah. So, like, uh, one of my first introductions to music was uh, my friends played in the temple band, and I wanted to play in the temple band. Yeah. And the guy who was playing uh, the bass at the time said I could do it, and what's really cool is. This is that bass right here. What is it? It's a Fender it's a jazz bass. It's a Fender jazz bass that, yeah, Mark Gramson had. Nice. And Mark got me to, got me into it and really helped me out, showed me a little bit of the ropes, got me lessons with somebody else. And, you know, we just took off from there. And, like, by the time I was, like, 14, I was, like, playing, like, every Sunday, Saturday, Friday, just with the church and just with, like, different church groups and stuff like that and going to old folks' homes. Oh, and stuff nice. like that. It was fun. It was fun. What, what kind of like? Okay, so like in the Catholic Church, it's like Ricola, and then like in the in the Baptist Church, it's very gospel. Like boom, 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 boom. The like super like Christian white guys. It's like praise and love of Jesus. What does Temple Band? What is that? What? How would you? Do an impression of that. Okay. Is it going to be like the dreidel song? Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm, no, I just, it's not, I'm no, you know, that's like a, that's like a one aspect of it. The great thing about Jews is they're all over the world. You know, they got kicked out of their homeland pretty early. So there's like Jews in India, there's Jews in Africa, there's Jews in yeah, Europe. It's a big religion. There's, they're, they're everywhere. So <laughs> yeah. like there's different ones have like different kind of different music. There's mm. Afro-Semitic music, which oh, sounds wow. really cool and got a lot of drums and stuff in it and a lot of chanting and stuff like that. Oh, okay. There's Ashkenazi, Eastern Orthodox and Eastern North Ashkenazi uh, music, which has like a lot of violins and klezmer going on. It's with like the, with, is that the stuff with the, the with the clarinets? Yeah, and clarinets shit? and those weird dun, keys dun, that have dun, like dun, you know dun, dun, dun. they is have that? the notes in between the notes because oh, yeah, it's yeah, on the yeah, violin, yeah. right? Uh, the microtones. Microtones. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. And like like, like uh, ragas, like Indian. Yeah, shit. yeah. Yeah, and there's just weird stuff like that all over, and so everybody has a mix of it. What we did in Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just the way you said Toledo, Ohio. Okay, well, please. Because it doesn't really, it doesn't really have like, like it doesn't have a rich history. It's Toledo, Ohio. So what we really did a lot of times is we took rock songs and a lot of Beatles songs and we traded them over to other stuff, like which was really cool. We had uh, there's a great, and I don't know, I don't know Tom's name. I'm so sorry, but he's a great organist. Is still in town, still playing. I actually went to a wedding the other week and he was playing at church organ right at that wedding so he's an amazing guy and uh he has like an affinitive love for jewish music but he's not jewish himself so he'd pick out like a lot of cool things for us to do and uh sometimes it's at times it's really depressing and stuff like yeah. that but at times it's you know if you change it up it can be it can be whatever you want right yeah really. yeah Okay, that's interesting. So you're like taking Beatles song and just adding like Jewish yeah, Beatles, scripture Dead or whatever. Songs. Mark was a huge Grateful Dead fan. Oh my god! Please tell me you did something with Fire in the Mountain. Oh yeah. Oh, what, yeah. what was? What did you change the lyrics to though? I don't know anymore. Gosh darn it! I don't know anymore. <laughs> I wish I could say that. I wish I could like actually spit them off. Back yeah, then. I guess that so was long. years ago. 
we'll let that one go. Fifteen years you ago. Didn't, you, didn't, you didn't. You didn't know anything about George R. R. Martin's plans to end the Game of Thrones TV series, and now, I which I didn't even ask you that, and I know, <laughs> and I you know. don't remember what you did when you were like the white walkers might win i don't know i'm worried i don't i'm worried you know i have a friend who's like who's like i think the white walkers are gonna win because like everyone's like well is it gonna be is it gonna be fucking you know Jon snow and just be the biggest kick in the teeth if he's just like yeah you know what yeah (laughs) yeah but like it's it's a total possibility it's a real possibility which no one's gonna want to see that of course they everybody wants Jon Snow and da- not Daenerys. Is that yeah, Daenerys? They want Jon and Daenerys. They'll team up and take over. Everybody, but like, but like, Railroad wants him to do it, and I'm <laughs> like, they're brother and sister, and like, but that didn't stop Railroad uh, from before from writing some incestuous shit. So I'm gonna say science fi convictions are weird, and the people, I mean, it's just weird. It's just weird stuff. I don't know what you're into, but it's just weird stuff. Yeah, it is weird. You gotta think outside of what exists in real reality, right? Yeah. So like whatever you draw out, that has to be something <laughs> out of out of sight, man. It's like well, you, you he's pull- bored of just normal relationships. <laughs> like the ball gag's just not enough. This is way off topic. <laughs> What's the topic? I don't know. Well, we're talking about you. You're the topic. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is what? much more interesting than me. Well, hey, okay, so you would the you would the you did temple, and so that's sort of the start. And yeah, temple. Did you, did you learn like reading notes and shit? Can you read? Yeah, so I can read music because of school. Um, <laughs> education is the key to everything. Yeah. Children stay in school. <laughs> stay in school. But yeah, so I can read because of school. I came into like it was about junior year when I started actually deciding I was going to be in the orchestra, sophomore or junior year, and I just kind of jumped in. And uh, I, I could play a lot of bass, and I'd been reading stuff, but, like, reading it and then remembering it and then playing it was different than sight reading and actually going. Yeah, right? So that right. took that took a little bit to get into. Now it's funny, like, uh, Carol just buy books or something like that. Like, I saw three ships come sail. Yeah. That shit's just sitting up there right now, just stuff like that, just yeah. so because we just played it we were doing stuff earlier on the ukulele so now it's gotten to the point where i can just like read music and read both bass and treble clef which is useful even though i don't really play an instrument like it's really mm-hmm. it's weird when you can read it and you're like oh i know what note that is yeah i don't know where it is on a guitar mm-hmm. but but i know if if i did know where it was i could I do can it. tell somebody <laughs> yeah. else that hey this is what you're supposed to be playing which That's is a... useful to talk with other musicians exactly so, what so like you know how, like, people are like, you gotta start kids when they're young, um, to, like, with the music and, like, reading and stuff. It's easier to learn another language when you're young. Absolutely. And, um, junior year, you're kind of starting to develop there. What did you do to sort of, like, fight past that, like, this is kind of like... Well, that's the thing. It's, like, it's obviously better to start earlier, but, like, I don't know. I've always... I'm I'm dyslexic as shit, mm. all right? Um, I see, you know, when I go to stop signs, I see spots sometimes, right? Yeah. So I'm, like, really bad when it comes to that stuff. Anyways, so it's, like, everything's always been an uphill struggle for that. But yeah. for what I really did is I started to pay attention to the key I was in and then notice that wherever I started... And I would just pretty much count and be like, oh, that's the second note in the key. So mm. I need to go to the second position or the third note in the key. Uh-huh. And that's really how I got around it for a long time. And people uh-huh. would ask me, like, what note are you playing right there? And I would just 
revert back to C, because yeah. that's the one you always think of, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I would just tell them the completely wrong note, because we're actually like an E flat or something like that. And I just think, well, well, no, I started out here, so this is my first, and it's major and minor to me, right? Yeah, yeah. So that worked a while for high school. Right. Um, yeah, just a lot of work. I had a great, great, great teacher who's still in the area. He's uh, first chair at uh, Toledo Symphony. Oh. Um, luckily, I had a lot of, I had loving parents who drove me to bass lessons, and uh, made sure that I had, like like I said, first chair at ba- uh, the Toledo Symphony, the best bass teacher in town, yeah. hands down, Bill. I took lessons with him from f- about 14 years old until 29. Oh, wow, like two years ago. <laughs> like two <laughs> like years a year, ago. Yeah, like a year ago. He had a baby uh, uh. and doesn't have time for lessons. And, you know, it's really – he did me such a solid. He was, like, at the end of it, he knew, like, I when I when – I, got to be older he knew that i was like paying for lessons mm-hmm. they went from 50 dollars an hour to 25 dollars an hour that's good right. i mean you know he that and, and and it used to be like um if i wasn't gonna get something he would be like no you're sitting your ass down here we're gonna work through this you're gonna get it yeah and he would be like hour and a half hour 45 minutes over wow just to like make sure i understood and comprehend this and uh yeah i i I really owe a lot to him. He was the bass player in the Bridges band for years. They're another popular cover band, which is funny because now we're on the cover band circuit. <laughs> and it's like, that's like what I wanted to do when I was like a little kid. Oh, he know. plays Music Man's I Play Music Man. Oh, I got you. Very influential on Okay, me. so he was he was like almost he was like a mentor as yeah, well. Yeah, he was. So yeah. he was your teacher mentor kind of guy. Yeah. And he's a, and he, that's all he does is music? Yeah, he just does music. He does um composing. He composes for the symphony. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what he's doing. He's uh, uh How much does a fucking somebody in the symphony make, do you know? I think in, like he used to complain like when uh, I shouldn't say this. No, 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 don't. But uh, <laughs> Now we can't even name any numbers. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, that's not... With this old one? Uh-huh. Now? Yeah. That's... And I think he makes something for... Uh, we just did numbers with hands. We Yeah, we're doing numbers. <laughs> it's pretty decent for but Toledo it's pretty salary. Yeah, pretty decent, decent for living in Toledo. Yeah. I know he married a police officer, so... Very working class. Mrs. McDivitt, please give me a pass <laughs> if you ever see me. <laughs> uh, so his name is Bob McDivitt? Bill, Bill, Bill McDiv- McDivitt. And if you need a bass teacher... Um, don't go to him because he has a kid now. No, I think he still does them. I just yeah. don't think he's willing to do them for me for like no money. Yeah. Me, like for all that time. And, like, I, I just don't think he has the time to put in that for anymore. And I completely get it. Because yeah. I'd walk in and you'd see kids with upright basses who are like trying to go to college somewhere. Right. And like those kids need them. They need the attention. I don't need the right, attention. Right, I'm right. not gonna go to a college for bass anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm gonna do this for bass, right? So it's like, it, it makes sense. And yeah, Bill McDivitt, send your kids there. Okay, there you go. Well, uh, that's a solid endorsement by uh, the son of the guy who was friends with George. <laughs> Can I just put that Zach Cutner, the son of the guy who was friends with George R. R. Martin, at guy. one point. In his dad's life. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so, so you're doing the bass. Like, so, you graduated from college? I did not graduate okay. from college. You went at all? I went to college for okay. a little bit. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, I, I did you graduate. try? What were you going for? You know, <laughs> I should have gone for music with how much like how well I was doing and everything like mm-hmm. that. But at the time, 
I got into a really good music school, which, you know, now I'm looking back on it, uh, Drew and a bunch of other people have told me it's a good thing I didn't go with Harriet, and I've gotten to Berkeley School of Music. Oh. And uh, I ended up not going because uh, my parents didn't really want me to go so much, and it was like kind of like a fight a little bit, you know, for a little bit. I wasn't too happy Because, like, that. distance? Because you're too far no, away? because it's like $80,000 a semester. Oh, and, like, yeah. You're going for music. What are you really going to do when you get out of it, right? Oh, I see. You're so, like, we're like, investing all this so you can go struggle? Okay. So I went for uh, pre-med, which I don't know if you know this, but I'm like the my brother's a doctor, has a doctorate. Oh, my other brother has a doctorate. My parents have... Two doctorates each. My one brother has two doctorates. My little sister has a doctorate. So, like, I was going, I was just going to go, you know, what you do. What you do if you're a family of doctors. Go get a fucking doctorate, right? That makes sense. They all did it. Oh, no, no. You're Not absolutely as right. easy as it looks, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm only laughing because it's hilarious. You're painting it's... this picture of you're the only one who's not. <laughs> Are hilarious. you the only sibling out of your direct family who that didn't graduate from college too? Yeah, yeah. I'm probably one of the only Hutners who didn't graduate, except for the Scherzingers, which is funny. Like my parents for a while, they were they were like a little bummed with that. But you know, jazz. I I did pretty well with jazz, and it's been going so so well that I've gotten like in the recent years of getting like eased off you know yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's now it's it's cool and i love my parents to death absolutely yeah you can tell your dad's like there absolutely. all the time yeah yeah he, you guys are just like what's up we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're thick as thieves i mean my dad's like my business partner so mm. he's he's another he's the guy who helps me create come up with crazy ideas and he comes up with a lot of ideas still yeah sci-fi fan coming up with crazy ideas mm. makes sense makes sense <laughs> <laughs> so okay so so for a while, you were like the little black sheep. For a little bit, yeah. But but you've managed to like make a life for yourself that's not fucking that's not doctor, doctorial. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's still weird. It's still weird because like uh, I don't know. For a while, I got pissed off like when uh, like my parents would be so proud if like my brother could play like a, a song on the guitar, and I'd be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I just went on tour. I just opened up for Catch-22 for six nights in a row on like 18. I'm doing pretty fucking well doing this, right? Give me a fucking break. Like, uh, yeah, and we, I remember playing at the Warp Tour and uh, coming back from Detroit and telling that, and, like, just showing at my parents' house, and, like, it was, like, 5 o'clock, and we played, you know, we played early second stage, 3 in the afternoon. But it was still, it's, you know, a big deal. Warp Tour is Warp Tour, bitch. Big deal, big deal right? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. And my dad's just like, what, what do you like? What do you want on your steak? How do you want your steak done? And yeah. I was just like, oh man, <laughs> this is depressing. <laughs> but ever since then, they've really under they really like think like the cover bands a lot more than the punk and ska stuff, which makes sense because if you're a parent, you probably don't want you probably want to hear those covers more than you want to do a lot of stuff. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of negative connotations that come with like rock or punk or like punk I played with Jason for two years. My dad had no idea who Jason was until we started this band. <laughs> And that was in Happy Happy Little Trees? No, that was in uh, Jive Bomb. I oh. never played in Happy Little Trees. Okay. Who was in Happy Little Trees? Uh, Jason and the guitar player. Remember that Chad, that Chad guy who came to the Village Idiot? Yes. He was the guitar player. Now. Okay, okay. And so was the drummer from Funk Factory. Oh, okay. So little, that, was, that was us three. That little us four. Okay, little incestuous little community. Yeah, it's very incestuous. So who? But who was in Happy Tree? Happy Little Tree? Jason, 
um, Chad, this kid named Bob something, Bob something. Um, and another guy. Okay. So, I don't know. Okay, so I don't know. Not my band, not my problem. No, that's that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly You it. know what? I for a second there, I was like, Do you remember a bass player? I don't know if he still exists in this town, isn't he? He went by floppy and he was like always getting compared to Les Claypool because he was always doing these like he's always slapping the so weed. He might have. Did he see an older dude? He was older, he had plugs, he had glasses. That dude was sick. Yeah, he was good. He was good. But, and like, he, he always, I ended up moving to California before we could do it together because he wanted me to play with his band. And I thought it was Happy Little Trees, but it was something to do with trees. And for a minute there, well, before you burst the bubble, I was I like, I think it was Ceno, Seymour Trees or Ceno Trees or something like that. Something like treetops. Like, I just, yeah, I something with trees. I remember not liking the really, name. Really, really good bass player. He was, Some, he yeah. lived in Sylvania. Yeah. Um, Probably. Probably. I don't know. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly, uh, he but, might have sold. Yeah, I don't want to rat anybody out. But yeah, he was. Yeah, because he's going to listen to this. Yeah, yeah, because Floppy <laughs> is like fucking Floppy's the biggest fan. Game. I don't know if he's still alive, man, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed like the kind of guy who would get involved in some like dubious types of things. Like maybe... a knife fight where you tie each other's hands <laughs> yeah, to each yeah. other. Yes, like a fucking Michael Jackson or West Side Story. They do that, but in Michael Jackson thriller, don't they? Yeah, that's they what do. they're doing right before the end. Uh, it's it's bad, I think. It's bad. It's bad because I'm bad. Wait, I'm bad. I'm bad. You know, I'm bad. I think it is. It's either that or beat it. I think it might be it's beat, beat it. it. Yeah, it's it is beat, beat it. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Michael Jackson because. Michael Bishop. Jackson's awesome. Yeah, no, There's Bishop Bishop loves Michael Jackson. That's so great. it's like, yeah, I'm not That's gonna, parenting done right. Like, fuck you. You better like, you better like uh, local H or or disturbed. I, those were just very random. What if he gets that, when he gets older, he's gonna know he's gonna like graduate to like older Michael, and he's gonna be like, what is going on? Well, I only like young Michael, and then we'll be like, yeah. Well, Most of us do. <laughs> well, no, like he kind of is like that already. Because oh, okay. like one, because when he sees the videos, he's just like, he's like, I want to listen to Black Michael. <laughs> <laughs> that is just cold. But you know, like, but then, like, what are you gonna tell? Him? Well, my wife, uh, my my wife, uh, my wife, she fucking explains to him is like, well, Michael was, you know, this very talented person who had like who was really sad about the way he looked and changed his looks to try to make us happy. Oh, so use it as a teaching moment. Exactly. Nice. My wife is an educator uh, as well as a performer. Uh, so she she's Actor. great with actress. Actress, sorry. But I think you can refer to actresses as actors I, I think it in is. a plural, right? I think it is, but I didn't say plural, so I'm just an idiot. Me too. I don't fucking <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm talking out of my head. No, it was a learnable moment, but yeah, he's in a, he's into a an array of it. But you can tell definitely tell once he starts getting into the older Michael Jackson. Oh, young Michael has all the energy, anyways. And yeah, the energy gets sucked out of him with the higher his nose gets. <laughs> the higher his nose, <laughs> the more peak it goes. The, less. the more uh, at the end, it was just a skull. It was scary. It was. It was really sad. Like when, 2003 at the MTV when he had those uh like uh, uh silver baseball pads all over do you remember that no look it up it's a good look for him 
it's a good it's just, look. It's just the red skull, but like the white guy. It is. It is. That, no, it's fucked up. And and like, I love fucking Dave Chappelle's explanation. Is like he did all that ghoulish shit to his face because he, for us, for his fans, because he thought people would like him more if he looked more like this and. That's such a sad story because it's like this person who was just like devoted their whole life to, to fucking like entertainment, and he was sort of like forced into it, you know. But yeah, like, I don't still, know if it was like, like he devoted his whole life to entertainment. Like he did devote his whole life to entertainment, but I don't think that's what drove him there. I think it was just like, uh, at, at a point, it became a less about what the music was and more about like the uh, image and appeal. And I think that's really you know mm. where he went wrong when it was became about the image of Michael Jackson. Right. And he used to say that a lot. I mean, that was a big thing for him—the image of Michael Jackson. That's why he bit out uh, uh, the Beatles. What did, what, which one went? went in, uh, I'm gonna—I don't want to say this out loud. <laughs> Paul McCartney. Okay. Paul McCartney, I was going to say, what's the bass player for the Beatles? How fucking sad is that to say? But, he, good... but to be fair, he was also a guitar and piano player and fair, drummer for the Beatles. seven basses behind <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, but, you know, he bit, he bit out Paul McCartney because he thought it would be good for his catalog mm. and his, like, whole, you know, image and everything like that, to own the Beatles. And, like, yeah. You'd think if you had that much money and Paul McCartney was an actual friend of yours, you'd <laughs> buy it and give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess not. No. I guess there's he, billions to be played. I guess I don't know. But he, but he made. Didn't he make a decent amount of money off of that? I mean, because right after that, they did that anthology thing. They didn't make anything. Paul McCartney. Doesn't no, make... I mean Michael Jackson. Did not oh, he end up making yeah, like he, tons? Yeah, he made tons and tons. Because he released that. They released that anthology thing. Yeah, which sold millions. Oh yeah, and of... he didn't give any of that to any of them. <laughs> it was all his. And he still managed to go broke. I was just talking to my mom about Michael Jackson, how he was like, he seemed like he was a collector of rare things. You know, he had a zoo, he had the Beatles catalog. What was the other thing that he had that was so like, just, it's it's almost off-putting that he owns this, uh, but he was just a collector of like these weird things that not everyone had access to. And it's like once you hit this certain echelon of fame and notoriety and adulation, it's just like, where do you even go from there? It's like that's how rich people end up hunting humans and yeah, <laughs> in Barbados. Wild. You know, like that's, that's just it's just wild. Just take a chill pill and relax and enjoy what you have. And, <laughs> and and the problem is with Michael Jackson, he took so much chill pill they died. <laughs> so there you go. I, yeah, I mean that's the other thing too. Dilaudid. I mean that's a high. Wow, what an expensive drug had habit. Just have a doctor, a surgeon. Just I'm you. You own. You belong to me now. And, oh my uh, god, that's exactly <laughs> you administer what he did. this so I can go to sleep, wake up, function. And like when I saw this is it, I remember seeing it in the theater and just being like, this is the saddest fucking thing I've ever seen. Because like. He's. You can see him doing the. Have you seen this? Is it? Yeah, yeah. You can see him doing the moves, but there's this like lackluster, like just listlessness about him, right? Where he's just like, uh, it's just all muscle memory. That's it. Like, it. There's like, I. And you know, like you turn up for live performances and you you pull back for rehearsals. That's a normal thing, but like. It just looked like he was just in another world, man, and it, like that was the well, saddest. It was shit to also, see. like the same catalog for years, you know. Yeah. Like he wrote new stuff; people don't really want to hear it. I mean, mainly That's people true. want to hear the hits. <laughs> so I mean, he was doing mostly the same catalog for years, and yeah. like 
he wasn't really doing like young young Michael stuff at the end, yeah. right? Because he didn't have the register anymore, and he had really mm. changed a lot. And but like, I don't know. I, it's, it's just shit. Fame, fame is crazy, right? Makes a lot of people crazy. A lot yeah. of people go to their head when they get a little bit of fame, right? <laughs> I mean, look at me. I'm a fucking <laughs> dick, and nobody knows who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I I just forwent the whole fame process and just went straight to straight to ego maniacal. I dick mean that's face. what I try to do. <laughs> it's, just, it's like who needs fame when I could just be a dick. That's what I try to do. I could just be a dick on my own. <laughs> okay, so like, so you did your reading, you did your you did your uh, your uh, your time, and you 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 earned the respect of your parents. And what what sort of where did you see yourself like five years ago? Like five five years ago with music, where did you see yourself? Oh, actually, five years ago, I uh, I had like a bad relationship, and you know, I didn't buy this house for like me. I bought it for a family, and that never really worked out. Oh shit! So, uh, okay. Um, so like I didn't I didn't really play the bass for a long time, and then I got really back into it about four or five four I guess five years ago. I got really oh, back man. into it. And uh, then I just thought, you know, I'll get on Craigslist and find somebody again. And Jason was the guy I found on Craigslist again. <laughs> there he so is. So I've just been playing with Jason. <laughs> so I just glommed onto him, and here we are. Glommed onto him, and then you know. So okay. Started taking lessons again with Bill and oh, okay. reconnected. Oh, so you like, like dropped there was like off? A, yeah, there's a drop off of a good like from when I was like 23. That's very young to find your to, soulmate. To just be like, you know, uh, like around 27 when it was over right and then like i didn't play bass for probably those last two years like 25 26 did, really did you play, play bass at all. did you like, i just had like that ampeg like i had like like i still have like you know a giant touring rig just sitting in my <laughs> living room right yeah. and i have like uh this jazz bass and this bass which was like the main bass i always play this mtd and back then it used to be tuned to like drop C oh, or like did. something like really just low and gnarly, right? You pretentious and, uh, asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? And I used to play like with like a lot of metal bands and stuff like oh, that. Oh, So that's uh, I, now I've got like a high C on it and it's just E A D G C and it's uh-huh. like all jazzered up. So it's like completely gone. I've like completely just gone the other way. Um, yeah, that is like a, a crazy change to go from like a rock metal ska punk to um, like. Now you're in the hippie daisy fucking field. Well, yeah, I guess now I'm really playing the stuff that I played when I was like a little kid. Oh yeah, oh. So, so like, it now, all comes back. Now it all comes back, and now it's like really like recessed, like in the pocket stuff, like uh, like you know. And I always loved slapping. I always loved that kind of Victor Wooten stuff. And when then, did when did you start working on your slapping? When did I start working on it? Yeah, what I worked point? on it like probably when I was like it, like a really young kid, uh, and I got shown how to do it from uh, another bass player in the area who is, I don't even know Bob's last name, but <laughs> really good bass player, yeah, right? yeah, really good man. He was he he showed me it originally, and then I had like a couple things, and we just like go to Peeler and like they had other videos, and like this is back when YouTube was like. Uh, just like a brand new thing and we like yeah. me and my one friend who plays bass we joke about it all the time like watching like the same Victor Wooten like video like 10,000 hell times. yeah and it was just like watch number 1100 right yeah. and you were like you were like yeah I'm that 1101 <laughs> yeah. that's me and hell like yeah. now there's like 10 million views right I almost get like we like both talk about this when we see like 
bass players play stuff like the wrong way or just like don't learn the cover yeah because there's youtube every tool in the world now use the tools it's really fun go out there and do it it's really fun i don't know it's like it's like almost maddening sometimes when When you see kids out there just like you know you have every resource in the world (laughs) there's no reason not to know how to do it it's just so easy now can you do that double slap thing that what's his name victor can do there it is the son of the guy who used to be friends with George R. R. Martin can double slap. This is this is like this. What did you, um, like, where did you start? What was the first, like, technique that you started with, with the, your slabbing? Um, probably. You, and please show us. The best, <laughs> the best one and the one that uh, Larry Graham invented, which is, like, the most, like, iconic one is just the one thumb thump. Larry Graham has a lot of great stuff. But... That's where you start, get your thumb like working, and then like this the strum stuff comes like there's people who get crazy with it. And I've got my flat wounds and playing this great $60 bass that I made. I like this thing a lot, it sounds it's got that that wolf that wolf. Yeah, you get that really Crispy. It's, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It is cool. So, so the slapping thing is something that you that you recognized and like incorporated as soon as you figured it. Like, as soon as you figured out that that was a thing to well, do. Yeah, in like, high school, I, gotta try I actually this. lived in Israel and I only played an acoustic bass for about three years so is that so tell me okay so you were playing acoustic bass in israel yeah so like that's the only bass we really had except if when i go i gotta one one sec i gotta turn on the heat it's getting toasty in here isn't it you are yeah you're you're sweating man oh i'm it's like what is it 75 i don't know zach just threw his bass on the floor oh my god 76 degrees with no regard just threw his 60 dollar (laughs) handmade bass onto the floor yeah, I can like stay there. Nothing. It's fine. <laughs> and that's where it'll stay. <laughs> it's fine. Till at least two weeks. So yeah, I played a acoustic bass for a while because we didn't have like a, a amplifier or anything I could bring to the play to the school I went to. I went to Alexander Mussington. Which is in Israel. Yeah. And who yeah, is I'm Alexander sure. Mussington? I don't know. Honestly I should know and it was probably in like the handbook at one time. <laughs> they pass it out at birth, uh, you didn't get it. Uh, 
or, or you didn't it. read it. I didn't read it. I didn't oh, read it. It was the dyslexia. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so that. sorry. That let's was so shitty. Let's blame it on that. That's fine. I'm just really lazy when it comes the, to that stuff. No. Well, here's the thing about Zach. Is like you've overcome that disability, which that is a huge disadvantage for someone, especially someone who is like being pruned to be a doctor. I'm I'm sure that came into a factor of why. Much pruning. <laughs> well, I mean, but like just by just by you know proximity, right? Like yeah. everybody around you is this, and this is yeah, what I you do. Vocabulary out of it. There you go. <laughs> Zach, I know what malign and malignant is. I can I can tell those, and I can spell them too. Which oh is, that's shit! Impressive. I'm well, not gonna do it now because I'll spell it wrong. But you're a business owner, like you're a musician, and like you fucking you have this whole like this. Uh, uh, entrepreneurial, uh, I don't know, like just spirit about you, and that has overcome that. So, I I took a jab that was shitty, but I I respect Zach and like fuck I respect him as a player and as an entrepreneur. Um, so Thank you. tell me about your uh, your Israel trip. Like, uh, how frequently did you go? Just for school. So just through high school? Just through high school, yeah. And now was that in the summers? Was it during? It was actually just it was actually just senior year. So oh, just okay. senior year. So the rest of the high school I went to uh, Southview and Northview. Oh. Um, I had the I had the privilege of going to both. <laughs> Fun fact: uh, I'm the only uh, graduate from 2007 who is undefeated in Northview Southview football games because you know I went one <laughs> team won. <laughs> <laughs> the other, the other team won. <laughs> so I am the, le- the the missing secret that nobody knew. But you know, there you besides go. Did, that, did you wait? Did you play? No. Oh, <laughs> you're taking credit for stuff. Of course. What else changed? <laughs> so much. So much. Okay. Anyways. Right. Anyways. So. Um, so senior year. So senior year, I went to the school called Alexander Mussington. Uh, it was a really, really uh, eye-opening, changing experience. I went there originally because I wasn't doing good things uh, in school. Oh. And, oh. Uh, uh, that was like a way for the parents. Wait, to get you me don't out want people situation. to know. No, that's nah, fine. You can tell. <laughs> yeah, I, I got caught buying weed. Or actually, no, it was really funny. We got caught smoking weed in a uh, park called Secor Park. Where's that at? It's off. It's not off Seacorp, but you would think it would. Be, Is right? that the one that's off Central? Yeah, it's off Central. Yeah, yeah, down there by the golf course. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I was just there for the first time. So we were like like sixteen. We thought it'd be a good idea to go in there like at dark. Oh. Like park. Park, we park, we hid real good in a big white van in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then when we got pulled over, the cop was like, "How many joints did you smoke?" And like smoke is like billowing out of this car, right? Just like in. I go, no, officer, we didn't smoke any joints. We no smoked joints. bowls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it was like that point where, like, you know you're fucked. No, I just think I was really high. I oh, don't think I'm that funny. You were too high. <laughs> I don't think I'm that funny. No, I didn't all. think it was that funny. I thought I thought it was just like, you're just, well, I guess that would be kind of funny. But, like, you were just giving in to the moment. Like, I might as well just roll with this. Like it. it was more like, I'm too high to even answer this cop. It, like uh, the correct lie. I no, can't even like lie correctly. There's this. smoke billowing <laughs> out of the car. It's like coming in his face. He's stepping back, getting away from it. Like, so anyways, okay. yeah, I went to ask Alexander Mussington, and it was really cool. Um, well, I thought that most practicing Jews have to go to Israel and have to do the military and things. No, that's if you want to live in Israel. Oh, okay, okay. So like I graduated, I was 18, and I could have lived there if I wanted and stayed uh-huh. there, but I didn't want to go and fight and uh, be in the IDF. Which, going back on it, would have been maybe a good idea because you get a skill out of it, and, you know, mm. I'd know, like, how to, like, 
I don't know, fix a helicopter or something cool like that. Yeah. And that'd be helpful because I could just be like, oh, well, I'm live in America now and I'm a helicopter mechanic or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Go to Turks and Betos and have just like one weird scale, right? And live in Bahamas or whatever. Right. Which a lot of those guys do, which is really cool. Oh, sweet. But they have to go back for service or else they get like people come and Arrested. find you and take you. <laughs> It's like you're doing your time, you're bitch. You're doing your time either in jail cell or <laughs> in the it. army. You're the Jews done. don't fuck around. They, they, They're coming Israelis, for you. They're going to crop Magal your ass back to Israel. Israelis are not pussies. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I couldn't imagine. It's cool. I imagine just they like, we, we, we hung out a lot. I drank a lot of beer. I was 18. The drinking age was 18. I was sent to a place because I got in trouble for drugs and alcohol. And, like, I went to this place where... Um, it was really funny because, like, the cops are all, like, they don't really have a lot of police force. They have 18-year-old IDF military soldiers everywhere. Mm. So if you have, like, weed or hash or anything, they're like, yo, dude, I want to see a bomb, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get this shit out of here. Mm. Which is why now they've legalized marijuana because, honestly, the Israel was like, yo, we don't want to give... Uh, we don't want to give money to the terrorists because they're just going to send hash over and then that gives them money. So yeah. why don't we just, like, people, these kids want to smoke it anyway. Why not just right cut it out and just, like, not give a fuck? So now yeah. I think there's rules. You can't smoke it while you're we're in the service. But, like, I don't think they care too much. <laughs> they didn't care. I remember seeing Borat with, like, and I had, like, a joint on me and we get searched to go into the movie theater, right? So you don't blow up the movie theater. Oh. I was all scared about it. He's like, what are you nervous for? What are you nervous for? Yeah. He's like, I have a joint. He's like, oh, I don't give a shit. And then they just took the joint. He's <laughs> like, bro, it's like, do you have a bomb on you? A bomb or guns? When, I don't when, care. What years were the, was this? It would have been 2006. So this is like right in the middle of the Iraq war and like we're at war. But yeah, they but this is actually this is actually right after a war with Lebanon had just happened in 2003. And that was a really big thing. For like Israel. A, for Israel. Israel um, was fighting Lebanon. Yeah, Israel's fighting Lebanon. Iraq's... They've got a con- they've got a couple countries in between them, so mm-hmm. they don't see them. Well, I, I guess I was saying just it, the the world was kind of in turmoil because the Americans, us, we were out there causing shit yeah. because in response to something. I guess I was just wondering if that was affecting your situation, but it seems like a different war that Israel yeah, had. Yeah, like going the Lebanese up. and the Israeli government have never really gotten along, and the Lebanese are controlled by a terrorist organization or what the U.S. calls a terrorist organization. Mm. Um, it's all about perspective. It's right? all about that's <laughs> honestly the truth. You know, I had a great. There's a great, great quote from this Arab dude that. I forget what his name was, but he works at school. You know, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter, mm-hmm. and whereas you might not agree, and you could say that the freedom they're fighting for is not a world you want to live in. And if it's a Muslim extremist, I can tell you this: you probably don't want to live in that world. And that's nothing against Muslims or anything like that, but kind of any extremist. <laughs> I just think it's against extremists, man. You probably well, don't want to live in any, in any situation extreme situation. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. want to like follow all the Torah. I love bacon. Are you kidding? <laughs> I had bacon at 18 when I moved out, and I've never looked back. Man. <laughs> oh, shit. So you didn't have bacon until you were 18? No. Damn. Damn, okay. They had it like at buffets, you know, when you go to like buffets and you, you see like sneak it or the good bit. Oh, I don't like it. I don't care. My 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 parents don't care about that stuff too much. Like, yeah, but but care they, enough. They, they didn't have it at the house. Right. Like, we didn't we weren't weren't like a par family. I don't know if you know what that means. Nope. It's like a kosher family. Gotcha. So like they have two different sinks, like to separate meat and milk and yeah. all this two different refrigerators and all this all these extra rules. We weren't like that. That seems a little extra, but it's go ahead. super extra. <laughs> 
hella extra. So we <laughs> weren't like that, but like I don't know, there's just no. You didn't have ribs at my house or yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it just shit that carries over probably from their. But I wouldn't want to live with any of these like crazy old Jewish people, you know. Like I, my mom was a convert, so like when I remember going to Israel and like going to temple and stuff, and like a some super religious Orthodox Jew told me I wasn't a Jew because my mom converted to Judaism and I'm not a real Jew. And like, I just just remember being like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, no, you can't come in here. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. So I didn't go to services with that guy and I didn't do it for the rest of the year. And like, I literally told him like he, he got told he wasn't supposed to do that, and then they were like, well, you can come back. I was like, nah, fuck I'm that good. <laughs> Is homeboy going to be there? No, I'm good. I, I think I'll just stay home there's and get some sleep. There's this kid. Uh, there's not this kid. There's One of my teachers was named David Sprung. He okay. was an uh, Israeli uh, um, uh, Mossad soldier. Mossad's the Secret Service. Oh, okay. He was spent, before he got to teach this school, which was like a pseudo military school right whatever real yeah. discipline all this stuff right right and uh before he got to do that he just spent uh 10 years in jail in prison in argentina for assassinating a nazi wait why why was now that? he's teaching children <laughs> okay i see what you're saying i say <laughs> the juxtaposition of his i always want to know what he did i, I just want to know what, what he really did apparently from what i read on the internet is they stormed someplace <laughs> And they took it over with PVC pipes, and uh, they went through, like, a metal detectors with PVC pipes, yeah. and then just beat the shit out of everybody, and, like, tried to act, tried to get this one guy to go back to Israel so he could stand trial for his war crimes. That right. didn't go right, and somehow he died in the, in the thing. Somehow. They, a prisoner exchange, David Sprung comes back to America, or to Israel, he's, he's a hero, and, uh, yeah. But Argentina, he they were like your yeah. Hunter. He went to Argentina or something like well, because that. that's where the Nazis went, right? A lot, a lot of Nazis. Uh, a, lot, were, a lot of Nazis went south to South America, and yeah. they the the Mossad set a lot of people out to get them. And then this one sixty-five-year-old dude who didn't look like he was very menacing at all showed us with a newspaper how to fold it to make yourself a weapon so you could crack a man's skull. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> do you remember how to do that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. That was a cool trip. <laughs> <laughs> make a good, you can make a good blunt object out of a, out of a newspaper or a magazine. For That's sure. interesting. That's interesting. For sure. And it's just about make folding it to get this one point. You fold basically a triangle, mm-hmm. but it's got to be a three-side triangle, so there's like this one part that's like flat on it, so you have okay. like a breaking point. Jesus. Yeah, right? He's a, ah! <laughs> God damn. He's a scary dude. One time, uh, my friend uh, was, we were like, do you think this old guy can do anything, right? Yeah. And he, goes, he goes, I don't know. He's like a really old man. He reached in his mouth and fish took this, this, this old man. Oh, oh. In and fish hooked this young, like 18-year-old kid down to the ground and put his chest as they got in. He had this club. Well, we'd spar, yeah. and he'd just teach us fighting things, and at the end of the day, like, he'd get a bit, everyone in a big circle, and he'd, like, pull you out, and you're all in headgear, and you just have to, like, punch whatever dude, like, there, and, like, <laughs> this matter. It's just ridiculous, right? Wow. The boxing club was fun. The boxing club yeah. was fun. So, 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 dude, he was a fucking Nazi hunter and fucking got caught yeah, up, and yeah, then... Yeah, and I'm still friends with him on Facebook, and he always posts this, like, really, really, really radical right-wing, like, really super radical, right, like... Like, stuff. super conservative like, Jew Trump, stuff. Like, he's Trump's homeboy, dude, like... Him, oh, like, whoa, okay. Oh, the Jews love Trump, because uh, Trump's given Israel so much money, and... Uh, 
he thinks that Netanyahu is a really good dude, and Netanyahu, I think, is a crook. Like, I remember saying to David, like, like he's like, we got to have more Jewish babies because the Palestinians outbirth us. And I just remember saying, like, well, what are you going to do when they outnumber you? Oh. And he's like, that's never going to happen. <laughs> that's not an option. Damn. Fuck more. Make more babies. Oh, wow, man. Like, that. See, this is like anybody who, like, goes all in in any direction is always, like, a red flag to me. Well, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, like he's, like, exactly the same, but for, for, for another thing. And it's mm. just... You know, I'm lucky he's on my side. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. want to hunt me because if I did, I'd be very, very afraid. Of- is uh, is that one guy? I don't know. If, I've never seen something on the History Channel about this one dude, the Nazi hunter. I think that's what they called him was the Nazi hunter, and he like went to South America and he went and got these guys. Do you pretty know who sure, I'm talking I'm about? I'm pretty sure that is this dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> but there <laughs> but was like know. a documentary made out um, on on uh, on the History Channel. I don't think it is only because. I think there's lots of them they there's sent there is, because uh, they probably wouldn't, you know, just send one. To yeah, get we're just going to send one. Gonna <laughs> That's s- all we need is one guy. <laughs> this, Israel's this is- a crazy military. It's, most, it's, this, it's one of the most advanced militaries in the world. It's one of the smallest militaries in the world, and it's, like, the third pow- most powerful. So, I mean, like, they're, they're, they're just crazy. They've got an Iron Dome, which, you know, when you see go off, the Iron Dome is a tur- set of turrets that encircle the country. Uh-huh. And when they shoot a missile, because they, because all the all, all these terrorist groups have been shooting so many missiles at them, they had to develop a, a weapon that shoots a missile at the missile and blows it up in midair. Jesus. So yes. like, <laughs> oh, when you see that thing go off, and it like rarely misses too. Uh huh. It's just like how. Wait, that you saw that thing? Yeah, work? I've seen it go off like a couple times. Because people are shooting missiles into yeah, the fucking. Yeah, because they do that. I remember sitting on the border, and it's just like there's such a cross section of people there because Jews come from everywhere. We're sitting on the border of Lebanon, and this guy's speaking Hebrew. And then he's like, yeah, y'all. And then we were, the war was really just blasting off. And I was like, wait, what the fuck did you just say? Are you from Alabama? Oh, he's shit. like, yeah, I'm from Georgia. Georgia. I'm like. <laughs> Dude, you were just speaking Hebrew to me. Uh, what the fuck? And I, I was not a very good speaker of Hebrew. I was not a very good student, as you can imagine, of things <laughs> I didn't want to learn. Um, so I used to get by with like simple Hebrew, as yeah. I still do. Like a child would say, like, oh, I'll teach you some. Ani rotse means I need. Uh-huh. So I would just be like, Ani rotse ice cream. <laughs> I <knew that. laughs> it's it's kind of how like my mom will communicate with me because like I, I know very little Spanish. And sometimes, like, my aunts will just be like, blah, 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 blah. Like, looking around, like, are you, fucking, are you talking to me? And I was like, and be like, oh, get the fucking pant. You know, like, they get mad because I don't know it. I was like, you should have told me this shit when I was a little kid. Not rely on me picking it up just on my own. You know I'm a fat, lazy guy. Absolutely. It's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to fucking pick it up. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, that, I'm the same way. I, like, communicate in, like, like a child. Like, my son communicates with my mom better than I do in Spanish. Well, that's that's good, you know. I Your think so, will be yeah. a very smart, very smart young man. And- I, I try to tell her. It's so funny because I tell her, I was like, when he's over here, will you just, like, run Spanish with him? Just, like, say stuff to him in Spanish, and then if you have to, tell him in English? She doesn't do that at all, and she started doing it to me. I'm like, Mom. Okay, I'm really happy you're taking making the effort, you know, like years after you should have. The sun has set here. <laughs> okay, like yeah, I'm a fucking middle aged man. I'm not learning. You need Spanish. to focus on the new yeah, dawn. This one right, right here, right, right here. here. So I, I don't know why she like decided in her head that it was like, oh, I'll just do it to him. Okay, all right, thanks, mom. Uh, 
Anyways, so so that seems like a very formative experience, like seeing missiles being shot at other missiles. and Yeah, you know, and then, like, but, like, as I said again, like, everybody's dying for, like, these words somebody said 10,000 years ago. Yeah. And, like, it just, at a certain point, you see all the things, and, like, I don't know, there's, there's, there's more that brings us together than separates us, and if you could just really get education over there, which is a very unique thing. Like, we went to... Uh, a, I've been to Egypt and I remember being told, go find a history book. Mm. You can't find a history book. Yeah. And how are you like, and like, think about like Iraq and Iran, like that's Persia, dude. That's Persian empire. Mm -hmm. That's like, they gave us, uh, uh, algebra. Yeah. That's pretty useful. Got us to the moon, (laughs) right? Like, I guess guess engineers like it. You know, it's pretty useful stuff. (laughs) So like, why, why is like their education not still like among like the best in the world? Because it was at one time and you see like this religious idolatry really come over and like really set everybody back into the dark ages. It seems like, and like, and Israel is different because there's a lot more secular Jews, people who don't really believe in the religion and just believe in like, uh, you know, it's a culture mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, that's like really, I think, what gives way to so much innovation. I mean, the USBs from there. Oh, uh, okay. Micro USBs, anything like flash drives came from there. Uh, solid state hard drives well, like all this technology you know well but then also you look at like what jews are capable of and and i'm not just, i'm not Everybody's trying to Everybody's capable of stuff. i know i know i know but i'm saying as in like some of the brightest in the world stems from from my the, theory is that back to like uh the having your son be bilingual and like where i feel like is we do start reading Hebrew at a really mm. young age, and I can read Hebrew, but I oh. can't really understand Hebrew. Yeah. And, like, uh, um, I do think that reading and learning another language like that, even if you're not going to understand it, because we're just chanting. You yeah. Know, it's not like we're really talking in it, and, like, I don't know. I know a couple words, but I can't really have a conversation again. Right, right. So, uh, I, you know, uh, I think that that helps a lot, get the wheels moving and turning. Right. and if that's done from a really young age, which it is, you know, that's why you see a lot of music involved with them and you see a lot of those things. And I think like the Asian culture does it really well too, because they make people learn. Yeah. Talk to your neighbors and learn, learn four or five different languages, you know, like they're really good about that. And I think Hmm. that's, that might be why you see a lot of good uh, musicians that are Asian too. That's my theory. I think we know, we both know one. We both know one. He's amazing. He's a bad, what's his name? Is Watabi? What is it? Haruki. 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 The PaddleBots bassist is a bad motherfucker. He is a bad bass player. Oh my God. What is it with Detroit and the water that, or like just a Michigan and the water that makes amazing bass players? Like, I don't know. Like I, I, Joe Dart and then uh, Rookie's really, really dank, really good. I mean, you got James Jamerson. I mean, a lot of big, big players come through Michigan, it seems like. I don't know. I, I think there's a certain character that's developed here that uh, that you don't get anywhere else. You know what I mean? Like, when you're like... I kind of stole this from Joe Rogan because he he's from the East Coast and he's like, there's something to like having to unbury your car and like 25 below. It fucking, just toughens you up. You know, bit. like there's something more like because you go to the West Coast and there's a, I mean, it's just a different world. Like especially Southern California, they're just sunbaked, permanently hot tub. Can I tell you my opinion of most people on the West Coast? Please, I of course. 
you you came from the Midwest to the West Coast. Didn't you yes. feel like there was like a lot of really dumb, smart people, like genius level dumb people? Dude. I don't understand what it is. No, 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 you're absolutely right. I don't understand what it is, but they're just so smart. But you're like you can't have like a conversation. Yeah. With them sometimes. No, I I my neighbor actually my neighbor dated this blonde chick. She was smoking hot. Okay, first of all, she was like some kind of fucking organic biologist fucking person but you try to talk to her and she's like hi like that's a terrible impression of like a dumb blonde girl no offense to valleywood girls all around the world yes the, no no offense to women in general just fuck <laughs> everybody's god's beautiful creature <laughs> um, but she just like she was just like oh my god you know did that whole thing and like i remember asking her i was like yeah, is this real? Like, are you is that real? Act, yeah, like, is this actually like I don't, I don't know. Even talking about, it. and it's like, okay, maybe it's not. I, I've met so many people that are exactly like that, who are like these brilliant people in one thing. I don't, almost makes me feel like they got like Asperger's, maybe Asperger. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. What it is. I just think it's like the personality because if you go to New York, you get the same exact like really really smart person who's a dick who's angry and like just depressed i just think there's like just like cultural like who you want to be in and in the midwest there's just like you should have a flannel t-shirt on <laughs> and drink craft beer and probably grow like a a beard if you can <laughs> it'll help you get through well, the winters probably probably i don't know i just think there's like cultural cultural personalities and and, and regional personalities you're too. absolutely right and, and i i know that because I don't think anybody in California is dumb. I mean, it's too fucking expensive to be dumb. All right, right. There's like the, there's there's dumb people. Well, there's out there, tons yeah. of dumb people who are just sort of like almost homeless. Like <laughs> lots, lots and lots and lots of people, and, and like a lot of that is in like the downtrodden neighborhoods. Yeah. And, and it's funny when we were talking about how it's like why is Detroit, you know, why is why do Jews have this like why do the Asians, you know, like. Uh, I remember Carl Reiner. You know Carl Reiner. Is, yeah. He, um, I think I think Mel Brooks might have asked him because they're like pals or something. Oh yeah, they're real good friends. Um, he asked him why he thinks that Jews have this like, n almost like this natural ability for like intelligence, uh, creativity, art, name it. You know, like an acceleration in it. And he was just like, uh, he. That's what he was saying. It was like. Uh, when you have a downtrodden people, the only way you kind of climb out of that is by innovation, right? Like the only way, yeah. like because like the Jews have been shit on for how you know for a long time. Yeah, fucking African Americans, whatever, shit on, you know, yeah. like and, and they're fucking amazing athletes, you know, like so and other things they're smart too <laughs> and well, creative I, as fuck there, there's there's but it's just like when you when you see like this down like it, when the more it's like the more downtrodden the higher level of like of like need to like be to excel in life well i also think when you're given everything and everything it's harder for you to obtain those things yeah because, absolutely because you on the you, other side of the spectrum right you, you you don't you're not used to failures you're not used to roadblocks you're not used to anything like right. that like i can tell you like one of like i i remember getting kicked out of a band when i was in high school and i still remember that you know uh -huh. i remember getting kicked out of bands when i was older and i didn't really care as much but i remember when i was a kid and i got kicked out because i wasn't good enough to play with like my friends right um, and like that 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 blood a fire under me like yeah. at a young age right and yeah. now 
Now it's just easy enough. Again, get on YouTube. There's <laughs> eight-year-olds who are kicking your ass, man. Everywhere. I saw this one eight-year-old, France, playing uh, Teen Town um, from, uh, from you know, Weather Report, Jacob Astorius. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, dude, are you serious? That is fucking sick, all right? I got to learn <laughs> Teen Town. So then I spent, like, the afternoon, and like, if this eight-year-old can do it. Right. I can do it. Yeah, right? And sure enough, I could, but I hadn't really ever tried to do it <laughs> yeah. because I was so intimidated by Jacob Astorius. Right. And I guess that's that's what I'm trying to say, right? Like, he is, like I wasn't set up ready to like go after those things until I saw somebody else achieve that thing. So that kind of lit the fire under my ass. Right. And, you know, without that kick in, kick in the rear I w- of like a little eight-year-old showing me up, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. So, yeah, welcome all the eight-year-old prodigies. <laughs> right? There's a lot of them now. It's like all of them are. Like, you just turn, like, it, you throw a rock and you find a prodigy. Why the, I wonder why the fuck there's such a, I mean, it has to be the internet, right? Like, you that have these little parents, kids. I, don't parents, you think that they yeah. gotta, like, force them to, like, do that a lot? I gotta imagine a lot of it's on the parents. And I, I shouldn't say suggestively push. Well, I mean, there are parents who are just like, do this or you die. You know, like. Oh, it's yeah. Like, I mean, orchestra, there's shit. always, like, the kids who, like, you know, their moms really cared. The stage moms and oh, stage dads, yeah, oh. that's real shit. That's real shit. I know my wife; she teaches a student who kind of has a stage mom, like kind of has that stage mom mentality, but she's not as horrible as like a stage mm-hmm. mom could be. And she's also a friend of ours, so I'm Does not she gonna... sit in the lesson. Like you think she like, can, off she to the will side. sometimes. Yeah, but she's, but they've been they. My wife and her daughter have have been like together for so long now that it's just gotta be so terrible for the kid to like really have to perform in front of like oh first i gotta do this in front of this person yeah like actually trying to do it and then like and then like my mom's i don't want to waste her money or her time or anything well she don't care about that the student doesn't care she i I think she does mind though when her mom's like sing you know and just like like anywhere at any time i'm sorry that came out really scary yeah i know (laughs) If that's how she sounds, she is a terrifying she does have woman. that, like, <laughs> Oh, is your name Karen? I will not say her name. Sharon. No, I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. No, I'm because, sorry. like, I'm I, sorry. no, because I love them both. Okay. And, like, I'm not trying to shit talk them, but, like, she has those But tendencies. it's just tough for the kid. That's and all I'm she saying. she may or may not listen to this podcast. It's, like, it's real weird because I'll be talking to people who are, like, like, you know, a, a friends kind of mine. And, like, they show no indication that they'll listen to this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they'll say something and I'll be like, oh, you could. And I'll be like, the only way you know that about me or the only way you know what you just said is that you listen to it. So it's, it's weird that some people will come up to me that are my friends. So that just uh, indicates to me that there are a lot of like people who are like down low listening and not saying shit about oh, it. Oh, there's know? always more people down low listening. And, and like, I'm just like, and it's like weird to, you know, like it's just weird. Anytime someone comes up to me and talks to me about the podcast, just like, Hey, blah, 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 blah. Like right into it. And I've never had anybody just randomly come up to me and be like, you're Mikey P from that podcast. But I mean, so, you're behind a podcast. They can't really see you. Right. But my picture and like my image oh, is associated okay. with it, you know, but like I'm saying, I was like, like, I've never had anybody, like, a fan come up to me and be like, hey, it's always been somebody I know or associated with. So it's it just like, it, to me, that's weird. You know, I don't know why. And I don't even know why he brought that up. That's fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where we were at, even. Uh, I've been eating brownies all day. That's, uh, that's fine. <laughs> so I, what I'm interested in is, like, how you decided that you were going to be, you're jumped in, like, have you always worked for yourself? Have you always... Yeah, Cause, so... Because Zach um, is also an inventor. <laughs> so, 
that's the other side of this. So my father's really the inventor. So oh, okay. I've, I've, helped my, I've helped my dad make uh, make everything we do, and I gotcha. run the day to day operations. And I've come up with a couple things, but my father's by far the inventor who's come up with the most products and okay. and is the most uh, the most successful. He's got a very <laughs> successful company called Bionics uh-huh. uh, Medical Development. Um, they oh. make medical products, and uh, oh. that's pretty much his bread and butter. What he really does, and then uh, he has like other ideas that they couldn't sell because they weren't medical inventions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we started doing those on the other side, right? Wow. And uh, I've been doing it now for uh, seven years. Before this, I was a line cook at a very a bunch of places. <laughs> and I went to a culinary school for a little bit. Oh, um, the mini lives of Zach Hutner. Uh, before that, my friend Eli Lipman, who's like one of my best friends in the world, his older brother started a coffee shop in 2008 in Toledo, Ohio, right when I moved back to Ohio. And I helped him start and run that coffee shop for three years. We closed it. We It was before Toledo was cool, right? It was Before really, Toledo started. Well, 2008 before, and 2009, that's the death. That's the, that's the economic. Death. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's death that's of America. We didn't know, right we didn't know the, the market was going to crash with yeah. the coffee shop. <laughs> Trying to have open mic nights. So, yeah. like, yeah, I've, I used to host open mic nights, if you could believe that or not. I used um, to, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's easy stuff. But, right. Uh, so we did that for a little bit, and then after that I was a janitor. <laughs> nice. I've done a lot of – then I was just a line cook, like I said, at places, and I worked as a janitor at a gym, too, during the nights. Played with some metal bands with some kids around the area. Um and uh yeah just really just really hung out got this house used the rest of my uh college education on the place we're in right now oh, it's, a, and, it's, a uh, nice, it's a it's a nice humble beginning i, I love this home this house is dope if i, I own this, this house home. i'd be really happy with it i'd be like fuck yeah i love it's it tight. i love it man it's not big but it's fine because who need this is what i don't this is what when people tell me that when they walk in it's not very big but it's you know <laughs> i'm just like the bigger the fucking house the bigger the mess Fuck that. Who has time to go around? Like, my mom's house. Yeah, but you you understand, like, I'm friends with Drew, and Drew lives in, like, a castle, and he's like... Well, fuck Drew. <laughs> like, fuck Drew with his fucking sponsored ass. You should do this. <laughs> you should do this. But, well, no, like... No, Drew, it's, it's it's really changed a lot. Like, the, you're, you're seeing floors and stuff, like, for the yeah, first time. Yeah, you put work in I your... had OCB floors here for, you know, just, like, particle board floors mm-hmm. for years, and... I, we, it's we your house. You're supposed to put a lot of work into this. Yeah. So, like it's it's now it's like really nice. Really like it. So yeah, I just been after that. Just really uh, started working for my dad and trying to uh, you know. But you're but you're like but you travel. You deal with customers. You, yeah. You like deal with the you said like you said the day to day. What is there any of your ideas that made it out to market? Well, yeah, so pretty much all of them. Like, I've repackaged everything. The Splatter Guard is a new one. Is that yours? Yeah, that's the a Splatter cool Guard? one. Yeah. Dude, I still um, want to buy one from you. Oh, dude, I, I got to get you one. Yeah, no, but no I, I've, got a, I've got a pile full of defects. You can have a broken one. I'll take a broken one. It works one. fine. I was just thinking that the other day because I was making marinara sauce. And oh, it's spitting on you. Yeah, spitting. it's splitting. It's spitting marinara. It's spitting on you. Um, I was just like, fuck, I need to get one off that motherfucker because, like, 
I've seen one before. There are like screens. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. Screen so ones? the problem with the screen ones, I'll give you my sales pitch. I already know what the problem is for me, but please. They fill up with moisture. Yes. And they don't work. Yes. So then you gotta take them off to, and when you wanna use them, you gotta take it off to do anything yeah. with it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, and with yours, and you, you get grease on the countertop as soon as you wanna mm. flip the chicken or whatever exactly. you're gonna do, right? Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story. We went to film the infomercial for that. I went to KFC. There's and I got, an infomercial? Yeah. Yeah. We went to KFC, and it didn't play in Toledo, believe it or not. I, Toledo gives me no love, man. I've been doing this for seven years. I have yet to sell into a place in Toledo ever since the Andersons closed. Oh, I wow. miss the Andersons so much. Oh, did, were they a big supporter of, they like, were, regional? They were a good, they were a good well, like... They're, they're stationed in Maumee, right? Yeah, That's they, yeah they, they are, and they had... Uh, they used to have a store. Yeah, they had several storefronts, and now they're just what? Now they're just grains, grains. railroad stuff. They're just big commercial shit. Big commercial stuff. Fucking motherfuckers. That's where the money is. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> but I went to KFC for the infomercial to get, like, really fried crispy chicken. Uh-huh. And I told the girl there that uh, I was, like, looking at the chicken. I was like, I don't like this one. The skin's falling off. I need another one for a photo shoot. And she said, all right, cool. So she went and switched it out for me. And then the manager came out and tried to take the chicken and said I wasn't authorized to do a photo shoot with KFC chicken. What the fuck? The manager? Well, first of all, how much is that guy it making? It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Why do you care? Why are you defending KFC's right. honor right here? You make less than like fucking most people Look, in I bought this city. chicken. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Exactly. I gave you the money. I'm going to go film this chicken right now. Fuck it. So did he get it from you or did you take I know, it? No, I just took it and left. Like, he was like trying to stop me out in the parking lot and stuff like that. That's crazy. <laughs> right? That's crazy. No, like you're putting your like you could have been anybody. Right. You could have been you could have been some psychopath who's like, okay, you can follow me in my truck if, and like, I'm gonna shoot you. Like, what if the guy who owns the franchise like hired me to do a photo shoot for KFC? Yeah, and for like the local paper or something. Yeah. He doesn't know. Yeah, he don't know he who I know. am. You don't know who I am. What I'm buying I'm a, chicken. I gave you six dollars. <laughs> Give me the chicken Give already. Me the fucking chicken. I'm done with you. I I hate it when people like managers at like. Like McDonald's or KFC or something are trying to like throw their tits around, you know, like, like, dude, put that shit back in your pants. Like, no one gives a fuck, you know, like, like you make $10 an hour, bro. Like, and I'm not shitting on people who work at KFC because whatever, but don't act like fucking you're going to like, like you're going to, you're saving the company because you fucking stopped this know. kid from I, fucking. I just feel that about all jobs. Cause I had like one time, <laughs> like, too. like I, I, Lee Valley tools in Canada is not going to listen to this. So I'll okay, just say good, that, good. <laughs> but like they, they, this, this buyer and I love this buyer. He's such a great guy, but like they ran an ad for stuff that they didn't have in their warehouse and they wanted to put in like, they had this ad going and they ran out completely and they had like all these people back order this like pie weight chain right okay so they put in like a 25k order for this pie weight chain it's like i need it now well give me my pie weight chains now yeah, like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. and well guess what happened like last week florence happened and the pie weight chains come from south america up and they couldn't go through the uh, hurricane so they were waiting oh. around like panama to like get released right yeah before they could go before like the hurricanes to stop and they were delayed like two weeks and this guy was like you don't understand this is a pie weight emergency what the fuck is a pie weight i want to be like uh, i want to be like there's no such thing as okay pie weight is for like blind baking pies like if you're gonna make a cold pie like okay. a shering or a chiffon or anything okay like a meringue or something like that right okay. okay you have to put this weight in so it doesn't bubble up and become bread 
Okay, okay. So, anyways, he says, <laughs> says there's a pilot emergency, Zach. You don't understand. And, like, he needs these things now. But I just thought it was funny. It was a pilot yeah. emergency. Like, yeah, yeah, well, a pilot emergency. Now that I know what it is, that makes it even better. There's no emergency involving pilots. <laughs> it was a air in someone's calculation to run an ad before they had all the product. Yeah. Ad, but that wasn't, you know, an, an emergency. Yeah. You, you know what company does that and they get a lot of shit for it too is that uh, Pro Audio Star is like fucking they're uh, um, you've probably seen their ads on yeah, Instagram and shit. It, but they they'll advertise a certain price and you'll pay the money and then they send you emails saying how much that they're on back order and what happens uh, apparently this is what happens doing the research because I freaked out when I bought my Nord Stage 3 uh, <clears throat> doing research apparently they they put out this ad, and they never have the right amount of stuff in stock, so oh, they're sure. always waiting for stuff to come over. And a lot of times, like like shit will happen, and they can't fill that order. And so there's a lot of people who hate that place. There's a whole website dedicated to Pro Audio's Star Sucks. I think that's the name of oh, it. Oh, really? But I got an amazing deal on my Nord Stage it's Three. It's a genius. It's a genius sales tactic because then you don't have to hold any of the inventory. I mean, it's really uh -huh. good for it's really good for that because you don't want to hold inventory that you're not going to sell because if you have it, you're going to have to go and sell it for like the B stock or whatever. Uh -huh. I mean, I get pissed at like like that TWA Totally Wicked Audio is a great great pedal company, and if you want boutique bass pedals, totally mm -hmm. hit them up. And if Totally Wicked Audio wants to give me a, or Mike a sponsorship. <laughs> We'd totally be. We'll excited. take it. We'll, we'll take it. We'll both. We'll, we'll both take we'll it. We'll share it. We'll share it. That's that's go. how. That's how much we want. I'm into it. But like, yeah, like I've like Kara got me the new Dynamorph that came out, oh, which is sweet. like a new uh, pedal, uh, new distortion pedal, um, uh, and paid for it and everything, back ordered, <laughs> and these are hand built, right? So yeah, they're yeah. Like we're gonna be building them again in 2020. Oh, it's like it's oh. one of those type of things. Yeah, and they're all like numbered, like. Are they like hand numbered? Yeah, hand numbered. This one's seventy-one. Oh, them sons of bitches. Yeah. That's cute. Can I see it? Yeah. That's an octave and distortion pedal in one. Nice. Hey, you like it? Yeah, I like that a lot. Not for any stuff we do. Right. <laughs> but uh, when I played metal, yeah, I like that a lot. That was like my clean tone. That's tight. Yeah. No, I love those kind of boutique pedals that are like that. But but here's on the other hand, that that is something you would expect that out of them, though, right? Yeah, I guess I would expect it because it's just it's just one guy. You yeah, know? it's exactly. probably him and his girlfriend, obviously, just, in their house, and they're just like doing yeah, these filling things. orders day Fill, and night. That's sweet, dude. That's yeah, sweet. I love that. I love like that. honestly, that's awesome. If I knew more about electronics, I would do that stuff. You know, but. Mm -hmm. No, that that's it's fun. The there's this delay pedal tape delay uh, company that it, they use uh, instead of like the reel to reel shit. They use just regular the cassette tapes. Yeah, uh, I forget what they're called. T Rex. It's not. I don't. It's. T, I think it's a T something. Yes. Yeah, but it's made out from this guy in Brooklyn. Yeah. And he only takes orders every like four months. And yeah. then he fills those orders, and you get it whenever you get it. And, and but and it's like twelve hundred dollars. You you can make them. Yeah, no, I've se I've, I've actually, seen it. I've yeah, seen yeah. It. And, like I've wanted to like actually just assemble the spend all the yeah. time assemble all the parts. But well, fucking Walmart. I just saw the other day. It, it, actually, I just thought of it the other day. I was at Walmart, and they sell those old cassette recorders. You know, like the that um like How reporters. Much, like 10 bucks? 
24 bucks, $25 okay. Okay. for like this little just cassette player that records, you know, that like reporters used to use, yeah, you know, they just you set it out. Boom. Um, but I thought that you had to have like a multi-tracker because of, or something like it had to have multiple heads. There's a really good article on this that my friend Ben Gibbs, who is he's a DJ in town and really into like really into synth patching, a lot of stuff like that, mm-hmm. like patch bays and really just. EDM shit that I don't understand. I'm yeah. always like in his like his studio. He's like, you got control control voltage to this Can control I plug voltage. This cord into this yeah. cord. Yeah, dude, do it. Sick. <laughs> no, it's just like it's like a it's like it's just like going and then just change the frequency like yeah. ever so slightly. It's yeah. just you know, all this oomsa music, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> all this oomsa oomsa shit. Um, but uh, yeah, he uh, has this really good one where. Um, Toots and the Maytows in Jamaica oh, were one of the first people to do this because they found that you could get it from there. They would record from one reel-to-reel and then play it back on the other reel-to-reel and then record again on that reel-to-reel and that would create that tape lapse with yeah, the yeah. echo, right? So they like figure that out. and like He has this really good way of doing it. I'll send you it. You'll, you'll have to check it out. Oh, he put a YouTube video out? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's sick. really, it makes a is lot of sense. Is it a tutorial or is it just like, it's this a tutorial. is what I did. It's a tutorial, oh. yeah, and how to, how to actually build it just like him, so. I say, look, I, I've been wanting to do that kind of shit because, like, I started getting into the, I mean, circuit bending is incredible. I love oh people who God. can do that you shit. You ever check out Future Music Store? No. So you know. lived in San Diego, didn't you? Yeah. Dude, next time you got to go to Future Music Store. I can't believe you've never been there. It's in San Diego? It's in San Diego. This guy just like mods. Uh, I wish I had my phone. I'll show you after this. But like he just mods all these old Casios and like all this all this shit. Wow. Right? And he put a circuit bender on a Casio. Uh-huh. And like, dude, it's just too tight. Yeah. It's well, just too you tight. You see these guys going in and using like little kids like storybooks that have just like little chimes yeah. things. And then he's controlling those sounds with a fucking MIDI. You know, like you just see these guys who just like nerd out. Oh, yeah. But it's like incredible. I, I, I fucking love that shit so much. I wish I would have paid attention in electronics. I, I, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't understand it enough. I, and you know what? I don't think it's that hard. I think it's just like um, again, you gotta le- want to learn it, right? Exactly. I don't. I don't think it's hard because like I, I do still have like kind of a basic knowledge of how to like test circuits and test things and uh, you know voltmeters and shit. I do still have a basic knowledge of that, but like applying it is whatever it's like schematics don't make sense anymore i used to be able to read schematics that don't make sense anymore that's just, <laughs> it, would just, it would just be so much learning that i just don't want to do like i have so much to learn just in my everyday life that like starting a new skill right now sounds daunting but i think i'm gonna have to do a new skill eventually so my brain don't rot away well yeah i think that's <laughs> that's probably true about everybody though but it's yeah it's, it is daunting at first, and I think the yeah. old electrical thing is I just don't really want to break this really cool stuff that I'm yeah, trying to Yeah, that in. too. It's like I have this really expensive pedal that I want to mod, and well, it might not work when I'm done. Like, I know that, like, for the big thing now is real simple mod. So on your loop station, they give you this memory shift, right? And they want you to plug in and buy the memory shift, right? Yeah. It says stop slash memory shift right there. Oh. That's another that's another pedal they want you to buy. Right. All it is is a push button. Yeah. 
So what people do is they just run a cable from that straight up here onto a push button. Yeah. So you have like another clicker on top, yeah. and then you have this clicker. Oh, I so see. You have like one. So you can click there. And so you click have there. like this style on top. Yeah. And then like you have that right there. Right, right. And I want to just do that, but yeah. I'm too chicken shit to do that. Even though I've seen like a bunch of people do it and be like, "You're not gonna fuck it up." <laughs> yeah, you're good, bro. <laughs> it's like, well, I. This is like a two hundred dollar pedal. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I, I started working on guitars kind of like that. Like mm-hmm. I out of necessity. Oh, I should have brought I, my fucking guitar. You bring it next time. Sometime I'll, I'll fix that. No problem. Um, the 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 one that I want to do is um the mod for the MXL three three five or whatever. No, that's a guitar. That's the Gibson. Um. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like a really cheap MXL condenser microphone, and there's mods to uh, basically make it into like a, a Neve or Neve, Nave, whatever, Neve, the, the famous Neve. Yeah, yeah. You can, like, like for a hundred extra dollars, you can buy like a little pack and you can mod it yourself. And it'll give you the recording quality of a Neve? Yeah. Yeah, basically. That's crazy. It is crazy. My my buddy did it, and he showed me the difference because he was he was he well he was a uh, he was my um, he was my tech guy for years until he got addicted to heroin, uh, and then now he I don't know what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> but sounds like heroin. He sounds like heroin. Yeah, he's probably just doing heroin. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't care. Like I know, but he's a human, so we should we we care. I'm sorry. Dear. Well, if he wouldn't have ripped me off, I would have maybe cared a little <laughs> I don't more. Know, sorry, <laughs> I shouldn't talk. It's okay. I don't, no, you're right. You're right. We shouldn't be just shitting on people because they got problems. But, you know, like, he let himself do that. And yeah. I know how easy that is to slip into that mode of addiction. It's like, I still have to deal with that with fucking pie. You know, like with donuts, I have to fucking like it's it's like it went from heroin to booze to fucking donuts. So now I have to like be careful what I do. You know, like it, it's just, you you should know yourself enough to like know how to like to skirt around certain situations. Yeah. In any case, he fucking he he did it and he showed me like the side by side and shit and because he was that kind of nerd mm-hmm. and it's incredible. It was, it was exactly what. They advertise, um, yeah. I don't know, man. That shit's beyond me. But I think I think that's something that I would be interested in, like relearning and getting back into. For sure, um, for sure. I go ahead. Have please. you ever gone on those byoc dot com? No. Another great nerd guitar thing is buildyourownclones.com, dot com byoc. Oh, uh, it's just clone pedals. Um, oh no! Nice. You can just buy clone pedals. I've done it before in the past. Um, it's fun. You have to build it, or yeah, you, just... you can either buy them pre-assembled, or oh, you can. Uh, and just... it's like half the cost. Or it's those? like yeah, well, it's not name brand cost, so it'll probably be like a hundred bucks instead of three hundred bucks for right. a Moogafire, right? Oh, but nice. they've got like cool stuff, like the like the Great Divide, the Total. Uh, Look at audio pedal I just uh-huh. gave you. That's like, I think those were like three hundred bucks when they came out, right? Uh-huh. And they have like their uh, the Great Divider. Right? <laughs> and, okay, okay. Uh, and uh, it's like for Dude, half the price, but yeah, that's so tight. It's, it's a cool website, and they like give you all the. It's like a there's a whole form for modding pedals and stuff, which is what I had. My friend is into this patch base and shit mod this one up for me so as you can see it's got a, oh shit it's just wires it's got out wires shit. hanging out of it and stuff and there's been a 
Oh, you had the Switch. Well, no, the Switch was always there, but oh. now it's a three-way, so... Oh, okay, okay, so he just... There's another what's circuit. What's the other option? Uh, this is, like, a fuzz. So right. It's, like, when I just have, like... This is, like, the Green Acre Sessions one. Like, it's just, like, fuzzy tone. It's not really, like, a distortion where mm-hmm. it, it eats away at you too much. It's just... Yeah, the low frequency still comes through, or no? Yeah, well, yeah, it's just... Yeah, you can put the low frequency on, but this one is just no. It's just pretty much just dry. Nice. That's I wanted to do that with my memory boy, which I just real, which I just figured out before I could list it on my insurance claim is that was one of the things stolen out of my storage unit. Oh, that sucks, my man. Phone. I'm sorry. It's the only pedal I wanted back, and, and it's not like it's a, a, a rare pedal. It's like I can go buy no, another it's one. A loop, it's a good looper, though. It's not a looper. It's it's a it's a it's just a del- it's just an analog oh, delay. Okay. Um, but it, it just was so perfect, and the control I had over it, I used it in a way where it was more like. For like, you know how on EDM there's rises, like boom, 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 and then the drop. I would use them for that. So I'd be like, sorry to spit on your floor. Don't worry about it. I'm just going to go ahead and, there you go. I'm sorry. (laughs) My bad. Don't worry about it. Uh, Sound effects will get you. Yeah, they do. And so it, so it's like, somehow, I don't, see, like, I don't know how they even got, because they got my toolbox I've had since I was in high school. That was my electronics toolbox. Still had shit in there from high school, which I don't give a fuck. It was like a cheap fucking um, soldering iron and just random shit. They got some expensive guitars, but um, yeah. But somehow they got this pedal, and I don't know where I packed it for them to even have access to it because they must have taken boxes too, some sort of boxes or yeah. some shit. Because I, I just I don't I, I don't know. Like there's probably a bunch of shit that I'm missing that I just can't remember because I'm a burnout. But in, in any case, I was going to mod this pedal to, I was going to put a switch on it. So, uh, because when you turn it off, it just turns off. I, I like delays that when you click them off, it has the carryover. Okay. So it just fades out naturally. Cause yeah. I don't like that. I like shit to flow. I don't like, and, and like that sudden stop is good for some things because I would do like a, like a, like a slicer type effect so it'd be like you know like shit like that you're looking for the continuum yeah exactly so i i I, so i was gonna put i was gonna have my friend mod it it put a switch on there so you can just click it up when you want to be a to continue the a trail off and then yeah so this is a wazacraft uh vibrato vb2 it's like, uh, I don't know if you know Wazacraft. I don't. They build a boss. They mod boss pedals. Oh. So they're like I boss I mean, that's premium. what I was going to say. This looks like a boss. That pedal. is a boss pedal. It's like a boss oh, premium right, one. Though. So it has like exactly what you're talking continuum if you just hold it there. It's also been given like three stages. Um, yeah, unlatched. So it only works when you're clicking it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, always so- on and then just always off bypass. You can... Click it once and then just bypass the circuit. So if you were running it in like two circuits, you know, mm-hmm. then it gets really complicated. For I'm, like for like a stereo for setup? like a stereo okay. effect, yeah. Okay, so it has that option. Yeah, it has yeah. that option. <clears throat> That's dope. I've never even heard of that. And so what? This company is separate from Boss, or Boss like sends their. Shit I think they work together. at a certain time they were separate. Bosses in Japan, Wazacraft is in Japan. Mm-hmm. I think by now, They're the one. one has eaten the other. Yeah. And I'm and pretty so sure those, those are like their boutique. Yeah, so you can go on Wazacraft website and just oh. buy them. But like, uh, yeah, they're on Sweetwater and all those other good things too. That's tight. That's tight. And they got the old 1980s OC2. Well, look at you. This is like original Japan. 
It's like the one every guitar player and bass player want. It's the one that everyone's trying to... The, the sound that everyone's trying to there replicate used, or... There used to be a pedal shop uh, years ago. A pedal shop? A pedal shop. In that's Toledo. How, that's... No. Oh. No, in, <laughs> in Toronto. In Toronto. Oh. Nice. And, uh... Yeah, that's why I can't believe you've never been to Future Music Store. We're getting off topic. We've got to talk about that later. No, I've never even heard of it. It's so dope. Like, you would think, like, with the people I ran with, like, that's I'm so weird that you, that I'm never send came you this up. this Instagram, and you're just going to be, like, sending me stuff. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, they did this with this? Well, this guy's amazing. Yeah, but this is this came out of the, their uh, their reverb shop when they were closing. But, yeah, there's a pedal store I always wanted to go and do Detroit. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not allowed in Canada. So because you went to Israel, too, oh. partying too hard in Windsor. <laughs> no, uh, they don't let you in Canada if you have a DUI. Me neither. Oh, for how long though? I think you just have to. Uh, I heard you have to apply to an immigration council afterwards and just give some lawyer money, and then he takes that money and decides if it's enough money. Okay. So how right? long was your? Oh wait, you, never mind. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, no. Well, my DUI was like over fifteen years ago. I was over seven. I think we were both good. But, like, I still couldn't go up there? I think you could, but if they stop you, they might refuse you. Like, it's That's one so of those annoying. things where it's, like, at the border's discretion, you know? Yeah, yeah, they're just, like, well, you were a troublemaker. Yeah, we so, don't like you. We I don't, don't want you around here. But if you sweet talk, if it's, like, a girl one, you sweet talker. <laughs> hey, what's up, sweet thing? If I have my son with me, it might there work. There you go. <laughs> um, That's interesting. Uh, Can no, I borrow your son? I want to get into the World Series. I bet, <laughs> I bet that'll work out. Uh, yeah. Go, um, Remember, Ben, from the Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> God, that's terrible. The, because my wife wants to get passports, and because she, purely because Canada is about to legalize marijuana, I think, or they're voting to it. Or I think something. they already legalized it just as way. Oh, it goes into day. effect or something, right? Yeah, I think it's legal right now. You just can't buy it into a store until the day happens. A certain day, yeah. yeah. So she wants to be like, oh, I want to go up there. And like, Isn't Michigan going to do it like next year? Michigan, it's up for vote yeah, this they'll, November they'll, they'll, for next year. They'll pass year. it. You think so? Yeah, I think so. There's still opposition. Here's the thing that that's crazy about Michigan is like a few months ago, and I guess this happens all the time, um, they accept Ohio out of state michigan is one of the states that accept out of state um recommendations okay and for a week they the none of any of the stores in ann arbor that take out of state because you can choose to take out of state i guess i don't know how that works but like our cal rec works at some of those places um they weren't allowed to have ohio anymore because this group of lawyers in michigan decided that that was not how they wanted to do it so there's still like these like weird fucking opposing forces that are like you know just the old guard just fucking not wanting you know, to let go i just go. see it as like uh as america is we went from you know the civil war where they're like yo states rights and then abraham lincoln went in the north were like no federal <laughs> rights right and now we're reverting back to that state rights thing where for a mm. while we've been like Colorado, California, yeah. Oregon, Alaska. You guys do your thing. Right. And, like, I think they're starting to do that more because if you just go to Indiana, they're like, yeah, you don't want to let gay people do stuff or get married? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's cool. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're racist Indiana. And I've got a lot of family in Indiana. And it's just really weird. But uh, No, no the, it was a real... 
when I first went to just on the whole like going to other places where it's still accepted to say certain things and talk a certain way and mm-hmm. it believes certain ways. Because here in Ohio, here in the weirdly now red state, I guess it's not that weird. It's been a red it's state a for a while. It's a swing state. It's a swing. swings back and But, forth. you know, Ohio helped our current situation that's happening right now. Um, when, uh, when I first went to California, it was like this real shock of culture, this culture shock. And it took me a long time to find my zen there. And it didn't take me that long as it did when i came back but like when i came back there was a lot i mean like how like the the amount of people who say the f word and i'm not saying fuck i'm saying like referring to a homosexual mm. and like the n word like like the amount of people who i hear say that back here was kind of shocking just how people talk i mean i guess it wasn't that shocking when i was working at ups and you hear it all the time i mean you're in a factory setting so like that's just sort of the way people talk in yeah. that situation, which is not an excuse, but I get it in a sense that I can separate. I mean, it's myself not acceptable, from but it's just it's just it's common practice. So I under I, I understand that I was going into that situation, yeah. and it wasn't like I was sitting there like taking notes and telling on people. It's like I just think you're a dipshit if you talk like that, and I just move on with my day. But it was just like a really weird coming back here and seeing that, and. and and it's funny that you're like, it's really weird that I go there and like they still are believe well, in a certain dude, way. Know, I remember being down there and like uh, my one cousin, my one uncle, uh, who I look just like. We, if you saw us both, you'd be like, "Wow, that's you!" In like twenty years, and I'd be like, "Yeah." And like he rides a black street glide, I ride a black street glide. We have the same motorcycle. We're like we're pretty much identical, right? And he's got his own company, and I have my own company, and he's like, we're sitting in his shop one day and drinking beers at the end of the day. I was, like, 19, and uh, his one buddy comes down, and I just go to take a piss, and I heard him, and he goes, that your, that's your Jewish nephew, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, wow, I didn't expect him to be like that. And I just remember, like, that was really weird. I also remember my... That's my, really weird. His brother, my Uncle Ken, will always, like, whenever he does, like, a project, he has another construction company, and they'll do projects for, like, the Jewish community center of, like, Zionsville, Indiana, or something uh-huh. like that, right? And he'll be like, you know, we just did this Jewish community center, and those people were so damn respectful. Like, <laughs> they were so damn nice. It was just, gosh. I actually, Uncle Ken would never say damn. He'd never say, he doesn't even have damn. He was so darn nice, right? let me tell you. They have some other words in their vocabulary, but cuss words aren't them for some reason. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And good Christian other, folk. That's the other thing with the good Christian folk. Right? It's like, it's like uh, well, I don't know. There's lots of oxymorons, as we both know. Religion is like one of the biggest. It's witchcraft, dude. Witchcraft. It's, it's witchcraft. Like culty witchcraft. Just respect it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Just let they them They can't do cast them. your spells on you. That's fine. Don't worry. No, you know, it's funny even about that. So, like, you're talking specifically about anti-Semitism. And um, for my wife, who is black and who's had to deal with, like, legit racism in her life. I don't have that problem. No, you don't. (laughs) But she thinks it's hilarious that white people pit pit against white people. She's like, I just thought they were all white. But when I heard someone, you know, be like, fucking Jews, you know, like, when they... when. She was like, I was just like, what are well, they that's talking like, about? That's you know? like a big thing too, because there's like a, like a, I don't, I don't know where your wife grew up, uh, Marilyn. 
San Diego. San Diego. Her, fa- her, okay, so her yeah. family's from Maryland, but she grew up in prime, Southern prime example. So your wife's from uh, uh, San Diego, where they don't have Jews in her socioeconomic class. Okay. Well, ideally, the, most of the Jews in California are they work in Hollywood, they are big lawyers, they have really fucking just tons of money, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're not even our level. Like they're right, just right. way above us, right? Right, right. So like the Jews in Detroit are Jews of the people, right? Like, <laughs> the Jews of the people. They, they really are. I yeah, mean, yeah. Jews in Chicago, Jews in Cleveland, like, they, yeah. they it's, there's a lot more um, Jews that are involved in, like, the beauty. I think, like, one of the one of the funniest things is you can go to, like, a Highland Park in Chicago or you can go to uh, uh, Ferndale in Detroit and mm. you'll see these are good Jewish neighborhoods and you'll see, like, some black, some, like, some black kid working for, like, an old Hasidic Jewish guy, and he's, like, telling him what to do. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just think it's hilarious in my face, because it's just like, look at this old Jewish guy just farting around. I love that. That's so awesome that they're, like, because they're in the same communities together. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, like, when you go to Detroit and you tell them you're Jewish and something, they, like, I don't know, there's, like, a little bit more of respect, whereas if you go, for, like, anywhere down south, and they, like, where they don't see Jews, they're, like, yeah. you're, you're just fucking white i don't know what you're right right about. yeah it's just people it. like around and that's another part you know it's like there's a lot i don't know where i was going with that but in any case yeah like when like with the south especially which is this huge christian just like very uh with protestant christian it's huge down there. It's just like they, you don't see it, and and in San Diego, for instance, you only see Jews in the affluent neighborhoods. So it it is there is like a big separation of like just not of ignorance between you know. Well, I also think sects. that Jews that just separate themselves and live in the uh, affluent neighborhoods and don't interact with people who don't have millions of dollars. I also think those people do a great disservice to themselves too. I think like that's really really sad because they're not really involving themselves in the community or everything they're just alienating themselves another thing and if you want to start a great way to get people to hate you is not to come out of your really million dollar house <laughs> and just be better than everybody right i mean it's like a real big disservice to judaism i think as a mm. whole do you find in like that kind of like that kind of circle of like judaism that they do kind of stick to themselves and sort of only support oh, yeah. themselves and only involve themselves in that community oh yeah but i think that's true about all communities yeah yeah, me too i think everybody's just trying to build their own community up and i don't think there's there's anything wrong with that to a degree yeah i think the danger really lies when you only hearing ideas from people who have the same experiences than you Mm -hmm. um it's kind of why i asked you to help me write a song today because i thought that you'd be hey you have this we both worked on this one from two different areas let's like put our heads together kind of way and then we just decided to keep it the way it was (laughs) was fine the way it was <laughs> you just you just needed that like okay I that we could need, just, we just, we'll just keep it that i was gonna show this to everyone and it was gonna be okay and, that's, and no one's gonna come out of the woodworks and be like hey that's mine um no they're too drunk to remember <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um well no like it, you're absolutely right and like the danger is is like only relying on that community and putting up barriers to other people coming into that community and so like i've always been like how can you like how can you break barriers by building barriers you know what i mean like i went to this one thing and this involves the black community so i know this is a very sensitive subject but i went to this meeting and and it was uh it was it was to openly discuss you know race 
in the community. And so so everyone was invited. Whites, blacks, Mexicans, mm. whoever wanted to come can come. It was No one was excluded. And it was supposed to be a safe place for people to talk openly. So I go with my 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 wife who is black she's yeah. like we go there and i'm the even though i'm mexican i know that i'm perceived as a white dude so i'm a white guy uh and then my sister who is slightly darker than me looks a little more mexican than me she's with me white woman doesn't <laughs> matter and then everybody else is black like like super black and i know that sounds bad but i'm saying like had the dashikis on and like was like really into the black thing you know and that's fine and i get it some of my family members are that way and i'm not saying anything bad but it was like very militarized do you, do you extreme they, do you think they look down on your son at all is that what you're getting with this? no no or no, no. Like but this was or... kind of before my son i, oh, I think okay. my son was just born or something i think that's why my sister was in town um and my niece who is this little white girl so so we're all sitting at one table and everyone else is black and my sister mentioned something and like the whole room turned against her and then like people were standing up interrupting and like there was people like it was like we gotta we gotta keep the whites out of our community and blah 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 and like i'm like whoa 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 wait a second i thought that this was supposed to be a safe place where people could like openly talk see that's the extremist stuff man. that's any, the, any that is you dangerous can't, you can't go one too far away or the other right. it's it's stupid I mean, just think about how your life would be if you only surrounded people around you. Like, I know I'd hate life if there's only bass players around the entire time. <laughs> yeah. It'd be so annoying. I just couldn't even think all the time. Right. Although me and my friend are writing a, a movie where bass players do take over the world. That sounds incredible. It's going to be a good one. I don't, <laughs> I'm interested to see <laughs> how it's going to be a good uh, one. What, what, what is it that actually... Uh, like, the president of the United States has the world's last uh, drum machine. And he... <laughs> <laughs> and he sets the day's rhythm and everybody else has to pay along and in the poorer states like in south uh, in, in the southern states you can only get those bases that come with packages they're like the squire oh, like package the shitty little amp <laughs> and, and everybody in new york has like a lackland or something crazy <laughs> i don't know we have way too much time on our hands that's um, okay i mean well that's what that's what happens when you own your own business and you're a musician yeah and you're and an inventor you said you weren't an inventor, but you invented a fucking splash guard. Yeah, so I, I am an inventor. I'm more of a sales. I'm more of a sales manager, and that's really what I do. And I, I organize, and uh, a lot of times I organize and set up trade between people and uh, different country or companies, not countries. But uh, today, like I was setting up a deal with Spartan Nash, uh, which is like a big grocery store chain in Michigan. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I do remember. It has the guy, right? Even yeah, has the Spartan yeah, guy. Yeah, the Spartan the, guy. The they used to, they used to be one in Toledo when we were kids. I think, but they, I, think I, remember, I remember there was one in Adrian, where I'm originally from. Yeah, there was one in Adrian, but they done Adrian. fucked up real hard. But now they're oh. coming back. Oh, they're coming back. So, you know, go Maybe it was them. Blissfield. Probably not carrying enough jazz products. That was probably their downfall. Jazz products? <laughs> yeah, that's my company. It's <laughs> called Jazz. Uh, it stands for uh, uh, Jeremy Aaron Zach. My dad started this company um, when we were in... Uh, grade school when I was really young so he needed to just sell these ideas that he couldn't sell at his medical de development company but he still knew he could make money off of them yeah. 
So he had all of his three boys, Jeremy, Aaron, and Zach, package stuff up on the kitchen table after school. Right. So that was our job after school. Um, I remember having a job and getting like actual money when I was like a little kid, and it was that was cool because I could go. It's dope. It was dope, right? Are you good with money, by the way? I, I like personally. To think so. I like to think so. You like to think if I asked your girl, your girlfriend, would she agree? She would agree. She would. Okay. Agree. I would say we spent too much money this week. We had a lot of car troubles this week. It's been really bad. Well, week. I mean, there's a difference between having to spend money because your car don't work and just being like frivolously spending on whatever you on bases base after base no i haven't done that in a while (laughs) it's been there i've done it but if there's something that if a deal pops up though i'm that i'm that guy like uh i was i always ride in a motor like when i ride my motorcycle if i see like uh, i'll usually pick like a good pawn shop or a place with guitars like maybe two hours away and I used to do that a lot. And if I saw something, I would drive back for it and get it. I mean, that's how I got this sweet Kalamazoo Gibson Thunderbird. Motherfucker. That is beautiful. Like, it's got the old seal date from, like, 1980 and everything on it still. And, like... Oh, shit, there it is. Yeah, right? Oh, USA. How much was it? Uh, this, was, this was $1,000 at a pawn shop. That's not bad. What's it worth? About five. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to put any work into it? Yeah, I've put, it's got uh, the frets didn't play, mm-hmm. and it needs another refret job because I didn't do a good one. So I'm taking <laughs> it to who I also would recommend, Larry Wagner. If you've got the money for it and you want really, really good guitar work done, he is expensive, but he's probably the best in Toledo. He's gonna do you right. And Gary has Gary's the owner of Toledo Music Go Around. Oh, oh, Go Around. That's his brother. Remember we were talking about Gary or Larry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to I go up and ask him. Settle a bet. Are you Gary or Larry? <laughs> and then grow around music on over here on uh, Talmadge? Or? Yeah, on Talmadge. Okay, okay. I, you know, I was thinking it was the one in Sylvania because we were talking about that shop too the other day. Oh, Pro Music. That's, yeah. a, that's a cool place too. Yeah, it's totally different. <laughs> totally different. Oh, so that's the place to take it then? No, the place I think to take it is uh, Larry just works out of his house. Oh, okay, He okay. used to work for Amber Oh, he just owns and- that. Place. No, his brother owns it. They had Larry, Larry and Gary. Gary owns it. That's why it's so confusing. <laughs> Larry works. Settle that from here. You Larry or Gary? I, I just just tell me, and I bet that you'd annoy the shit out of him if you said that. <laughs> okay, so I usually ask this question because we're about to wrap up because I gotta go relieve the babysitter. Do it. Um, so, um, what is a weakness that uh, in your playing that you have overcome in the past or are currently working on now? I always give the example, my left hand is dog shit uh, on the piano, so I find myself trying to run scales on it, not as often as I should, but enough to where, like, I notice it. So, that's my sort of example. So, something in that line of your playing. Yeah, um, you obviously know it really well because you're an honest guy, and uh, I'm an honest guy, too. String crossing is my biggest weakness as a bass player. Okay. Um, String crossing is, like, it's apparently a very fairly well common issue to have yeah totally I'm but uh you know when you when you skip over them it can be it can be a little bit challenging and mm-hmm. sometimes my hands that's something i really have to work at and how i get over that is i literally go back to the basics and i say okay middle uh, index middle index middle index middle index middle and if i'm going up i always i decided as a rule a long time ago to be a rake player okay so um i'm trying to always uh you know 
middle, middle, index, index, middle, middle, index, index, all the way up, or index, index, middle, middle, index, you know, backwards. Mm. Um, and that's something I really, really try and work on, in, even with, you know, songs we play in the band and covers and stuff, and if I'm screwing something up like that. Full peck tune that just came out, that, that was my problem, that's mm. why I had to work on it a little bit and remember. Yeah. You know, the middle, index, index, middle. Tough stuff. It, well, it's basic stuff, but you gotta. It's basic, but yeah, you find yourself if you're not learning the fundamentals that it's gonna kick you in the ass in the long run. Yeah, and I think that the fundamentals, like you're, you're the the once you get to that point where you can't, your your talent's not gonna overcompensate for how fast the song is or something like that. Or you actually need to like know it, and it's just not gonna cut it anymore. That's when you're, that's when you're like really your errors really are pronounced, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's something I've seen in the past year. I'm always looking up, reading everything I can, playing as many books as I can. Really cool bass line I learned last night was uh, The Whispers and The Beat Goes On. You should and check that one. The Beat Goes On. I, it's it's, it's a really cool bass line. Is The Whispers but, uh, the same ones who did... No. They were the twin brothers. I actually just learned that They're today. black dudes, right? Black dudes. They're both Wait, twins. are they the ones that had a hit in the 80s, too, that was like, and I began to rock. Yeah. Steady, steady rocking all night. Oh, no. Oh, I love that Check them so out. <laughs> so many steal, 80s Steal fun. stuff from the 80s. It'll make <laughs> you a better bass player. That's that's. If you can get anything from this, that's, that's the trick. Okay, and then he... Here's one more question. I've been ending with this question because okay. I think it's nice and it's a nice way to end. But it usually just ends up leading to other conversations, but we have to end it on this. Zach Hutner, when do you feel most loved? <laughs> Your oh. face. That was such a nice... <laughs> His whole face was like, uh. <laughs> I can't even describe what it's I should is. say. I should say a lot of times. I mean, there's. I know that I have so much love. So many people give me love. There's one in the other room who's listening right now. She Aww. gives me a lot of love. That is nice. So when you guys are just hanging out. And- when we're just hanging out. What song did we sing earlier, Kara? She's not here. Wait. What? No, we didn't. We fucked that one up. What did we really do? <laughs> What a beautiful world. That's the song oh, we sang, we sang that earlier together. I learned that on the ukulele real quick. Oh, that. So is that, that hard? No. Oh, okay. No. It's, is it like four chords or something? It's it's five, I oh. believe. <laughs> five chords. It's five. They throw like a B flat Does, major in there just to just to don't throw it. Just throw to be that guy. <laughs> My wife, she's learned the ukulele too, and she's just having a hard time with certain positionings. And um, I just told her, I was like, just play like a couple of the notes for now and just let those ring out. Because in the end, like, um, it's more of how you, the feel that you're putting oh, off. Yeah, I mean, I think like rhythm's the, more important than actually hitting the note, like yeah. note for note. I mean, usually people won't notice when you fuck up a note. They'll notice when you fuck up a rhythm because oh, yeah. that's like... Because yeah, they totally train wreck. Oh, it, it train wrecks everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's probably the only. <laughs> <way>. <laughs> yeah. All right, Zach. Thank you so much for fucking. Uh, you know, I don't know what we talked here. about. We managed to fill a lot of time. I don't know. This is, this is how it usually goes. <laughs> <laughs> My numbers are Thanks. growing, which is nice. Thank you guys, but I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Mike. Oh, I appreciate the <laughs> Zach Hutner, the son of the man who used to be friends with George Railroad Martin. Thank you very much, my friend. 
and I'll see you uh, in the next band practice. <laughs> All right. Good shit. Thank you very much, Zach. I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, we will be back next week with Mike Bryce. He is a wonderful jazz guitar player who has a beautiful album that he just recorded. Uh, it's called Eclectic Guitar. You can find that on iTunes and Spotify and all that good stuff. And um, yeah, so we'll be back with Mike next week. And uh, uh, yeah, that's it. I, that, everything else, who cares? <laughs> Um, be good to your fellow human beings. H chase for everybody. Bye.